right. Hello, hello. Hello. All right. So obviously, you can see by the title, we were going to talk a little mock draft. However, the biggest news story in the history of sports broke this morning. Uh, my Cleveland Guardians are now a big market team. Um, yeah, everyone's just going to have to fucking deal with that now. That's a problem <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, I saw that you guys made a um... – I don't know how to classify. It's a big money deal, but it's not the longest of terms. It's kind of one of those, uh, possibly a mid-major deal if you wanna, if we wanna use that term and apply it from college basketball now to major league baseball. It was, I, I believe, five one forty two. Five one twenty four. Even less. Okay. Uh, but he is, I believe, they picked up his option for this year, so he's making twelve million this year. All in all, he's guaranteed one hundred and fifty million. I don't know how that math works out, but that's that's how much he's guaranteed. Whoops. Okay, uh, so we'll say that's over five years. So we'll. Well, hold on, let me pull up his contract. Why can't I do one fifty? Uh... Oh, just so about thirty million a year, roughly, is what we're talking about. That's uh, man, that's that's some big. You guys just maybe doubled your payroll. Yeah, I think we did actually. Uh, me, yeah, that's I'm looking up his contract. Not even right a now. joke. Yeah, he's making twelve million this year. It's not updated, but next year he's making fourteen million. And then, okay, so these next two years were his previous deal because he signed. A shorter term deal, I believe, in 2016. After that's after the World Series, uh, and then in 2024, uh, that's when the this contract will kick in. Hmm. Okay. Um, man, that, I I'm happy for you guys. I said that. I think we talked about this on last week's podcast, actually, about how I was so proud of the Reds last year for going in and making some moves and actually trying to make do when they're typically just a uh, whatever the opposite of a money spender is they usually just keep all Pours. the money themselves yeah yeah they they play they played poor um and then uh, and like, <coughs> they they blew it all up after one year so they're they're right. right back to being poor but i appreciate any small market team that well you know they're all big markets, but they decide to be small market teams. So right. I I appreciate you guys for showing some effort. I will admit, and I've said this about every other team, so I'm not going to take it easy on your team. I don't like when one player takes up half the salary. I don't know if that's very conducive to winning, but uh, you guys are going to have – wow, this is going to be interesting because you guys have uh, – you guys have a pretty good pitcher over there who will be due for some big money at some point. So I wonder if this is yeah. a little bit of foreshadowing or if you guys just maxed out already. What do you think is going to happen? Were, there were talks of a Shane Bieber extension earlier in the week. So this whole week has been kind of bizarre because last week we were told that they were working, that Jose Ramirez and the Indi- our Guardians were working on this deal. And then – like two days ago, we were told the deal is dead. And then the next day, we were told that the Padres and the Blue Jays were trying to trade for him. And then I woke up this morning, and he's here long-term now. So, And we more than doubled our previous largest contract. 
ever given out. Huh. Well, our previous uh, longest was Edwin Encarnacion. One step in the right direction. Well, oh my gosh, I've you mentioned that recently. Three years, it's funny. sixty million. You could have made that a trivia question. I still would have gotten it wrong, even though you said that last week. I, oh, I yeah. cannot believe he evolved. Just because he was old at that point. He wasn't young. I can't um, believe. Yeah, he was in his mid-30s. But he, he was so good with the Blue Jays. And we were coming off the World Series. I was so pumped for that signing. I'm so mad it didn't work out. Yeah, that's – gosh, man, that uh... – We haven't had a power bat here in years, like a power bat like Encarnacion. Like, I mean, we uh, had, Napoli, we had Man, man Ram. Oh, party at Napoli's. I forgot about him. Oh, yeah, Manny Ramirez. Um, we had Napoli in 2016, but he was kind of like, oh, shit, he really worked out. And then he never really did anything again. Yeah, I um... – he he used to be. I think he was actually on those Rangers teams that I believe yeah, made it to back to back World Series. I think he was their catcher. Um, he was a catcher. One career, yeah, he started his career as a catcher, and then like all catchers do, uh, made his way over to first base. Although he was, he started with the Angels, and then he was with Texas, but those back to back years. Or no, he was there in 2011 and 2012, so he only would have been at one of them. Uh, and then. Boston in 2013, he was there. And then Boston again in 2014, Boston again in 2015, was traded back to Texas in 2015 from Boston, signed with Cleveland, and then signed in with Texas again in 2017. He did attempt to come back with, uh, with Cleveland like in 2019, but he tore his ACL in spring training and he just never played again. Buster, you said Buster Posey. Buster Posey only played 12 years. Because he just retired, right? Posey? Yeah, he retired. I was going to say that I think Buster Posey, and this was off the top of my head, I wanted to say that he's the only guy who like, played catcher, then went to first base, then went back to catching. But it looks like he never had a season where he played more first base than catcher. But his – Listen Mauer. to this. Uh, Mauer, I thought of, but I I wasn't sure. Um, for whatever reason, I I was more comfortable with Posey, but I guess that's not even the right answer. But uh, his his games at first base per year did dip for sure. He went from forty two to fifteen to thirty eight to thirteen to four to zero. So he he phased into first base and he phased out. Although uh, that's I'll weird. Up. Although that's Joe Mauer. It's usually the other way. Like, catchers just go out to first base when they reach a certain age where their knees can't work anymore. Yeah. Joe Maurer, though, they did bring in uh, – actually, no. Joe Maurer did become a full-time first baseman. He, he did, went yeah. uh, 1838 games, and then it was 100, 137, 95, 125, 90. So he became a full-time first baseman. But he never went back to catching, although um, they did have – a year where Kurt Suzuki, yeah, that was it. The first year that he came, uh, he went from catching to being a full-time first baseman was when Kurt Suzuki came uh, to Minnesota, and then that was pretty Lucky much him. the end of his catching days. Lucky him. But that actually reminds me because somebody posted a video this morning after 
Ramirez's contract broke. One of Jose's first, like, memories in baseball was in 2015. He had a home run against the Twins, and he bat-flipped. Like, he had a like, over-exaggerated bat-flip. And Kurt Suzuki was just yelling at him. It was so funny. <laughs> because I remember watching that game, because they were beating the shit out of the Twins, and I remember watching that game. I am... Uh... I'm actually going to pull up some stats right here since we're talking about the Twins. I might have to make a trivia question out of this if I if I see anything that Speaking really. Of the twins, could... they just traded for Chris Paddock. Oh, the Padres pitcher. Yeah, just like five minutes ago. I did not know that. Um, I don't Padres know what have a been stats. Trying to unload him. Did, did they just boot him off the island because they ha- already have too many pitchers for him? Well, because he was really good his rookie year, but... Pitched a no-hitter last I, year. Uh, I think Joe Musgrove also pitched a no-hitter last year. I think it was his second yeah, no, start. Yeah, I was thinking Musgrove. Well, you know what? I wish it were Chris Paddock. Um, but they just acquired another starting pitcher, didn't they? Like, who would it have been? The Padres? Yeah, because um, I know that they have you, Darvish. Uh, right. we, let's figure this out. Did Blake Snell pitch for them last year? Or did he? Yes. Okay. Clevenger was the one who was hurt all season long. Correct. You Darvish was there, but I think wasn't as good as expected. Sean Manaya. I think they just traded for Sean, Sean Manaya. That that's who. That, that's who. That's who it was. Yeah, I think oh. Clevenger is supposed to be back sometime mid mid season. Uh Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, I just found. Wow, that's a. I just found out something that was pretty shocking. Uh-huh. But um, you know, I, I won't even make this a trivia question. I'm still looking for a third trivia question. But I'll throw this. I'll throw this out there just for fun. Uh, we were talking about the twins, and we were also talking about the guardians. So you know, the first thing that ever came to my mind was Max Kepler's career uh, <laughs> career splits against the Indians. All right, so we have. Uh, the, he his most home runs against any team were against the Indians, which was 18, and then the White Sox were at 17. Although he did have a 214 batting average against the Indians, so I don't know what happened. Stinks. What I but, uh, Yeah, he uh, the Indians owned him, is what I heard. Mm, some are saying. <laughs> That's what everyone's talking about. Max. Uh, I don't know, but. Only 18 home runs. He, he destroyed the White Sox pretty badly. Just the same. But, oh my goodness. But they're supposed to be, I, I guess, now that Carlos Correa is on their team, they're supposed to have some semblance of hope. But one man doesn't make a roster. They also have Gio Urshela and Gary Sanchez. Also, I just saw this. The Cardinals named Jordan Hicks their fifth starter. So, nope. um, I, I don't know how that's going to work out since he's supposed to be a flamethrower. I, I don't know what his stamina is going to look like, but I hope it's awesome because that guy throws gas with a lot of movement. Uh, Jordan hit. Yeah. How old is he? He's only 25. Yeah. He opted out of the COVID year. So he missed like, I don't know, six games of pitching. Yeah. And then last year he was hurt for a long time. So he only, Participated he only in like pitched 10, 10 innings last year. Yeah. But 
that man, that's interesting. I remember, I remember one year, Aronis Chapman was supposed to be a starter for the Reds. They kept like trying to find the right time to make him a starter, but he just stayed as the closer. Yeah, I feel like when you got something magical like Aronis Chapman, you just keep him in the closer spot. Yeah, I, I don't like messing with success. He so. hasn't started. No, he's never started a game. Um, let's see. What else is going on? Opening day's tomorrow. Is that right? Tomorrow. Yeah. I, uh, I got I to open my app and see who's playing tomorrow. The first game was supposed to be Yankees-Red Sox at 1 o'clock, but that got pushed back until tomorrow or on Friday. Rain? Yeah. And then there's, like, a bunch of games that uh, start at, like, 4. I know the Guardians start at 4. Man, this this is weird. It just doesn't feel like no, it really opening doesn't. day. It does. Part of it's probably the, it might be because well, I don't know what the weather's like up in Cleveland right now. It is garbage weather outside. Um, it in, was in Columbus, gorgeous this morning. Like honestly, all day, and then like two hours ago, it just started raining. Yeah, I, I don't know what the deal is. It's been pretty bad. The Look weather's been for city weather. A few that. days now. Oh, is that is that where you guys are at? Yeah, we're, we start the season in Kansas City. I like Kauffman Stadium. I want to make my way over it. there at some point in time. That's uh, a it's a nice looking ballpark. Supposed to be fifty and cloudy tomorrow in Kansas City. Okay, that's why well, hey, that's better than the usual opening day weather of like thirty five and cloudy. Yeah, no, I've been to some opening days that were cold as hell. <laughs> and then Colorado is always waiting until May to have their opening day because they just keep getting snowed yeah. out every time. Year Cleveland played and it was like snowing on opening day, like it was almost a blizzard, and they still played. Maybe <laughs> it may have been the year they blew a three-one lead against the Red Sox. Was that the Kurt Schilling bloody ankle game? Uh, that series, would have been I the Red Sox Yankees. In 04. Oh. oh, that wasn't against the Indians? No, that was against the when they came back from 3 nothing in the ALCS. Okay. I, I gotta I gotta get all of these mid two thousands AL playoff series together. There was one playoff series where Jabba Chamberlain was pitching through a bunch of bugs or something. That was Cleveland. That was that, that year. was Cleveland. That was 07, oh. Yeah. Oh, game oh, okay, two of okay. the ALDS. There were a bunch of gnats just flying around his face, and he had to, like, pause the game and, like, wait for them all to go away or something. Yeah, because they were flying in his eyes and shit. And it was funny because that whole game, because the net, they were rally gnats, because we were down one nothing for, like, eight innings in that game. And uh, Fausto Carmona pitched. He actually pitched nine innings. Um, wow. Yeah, he, he pitched nine, one, nine innings of one run. Gave up one earned run as a home run, I believe, to like Bobby Abreu, and he um he didn't get the win because it went into extras. But Cleveland ended up score tying the game in the eighth on a wild pitch, and Sizemore scored from third, and then Hafner hit a walk off single in like the tenth inning. Hmm. That's man, Travis Hafner. He used to be good. He, yeah, I, he I will, I will always remember when Travis Hafner hit that. Uh, that home run in the celebrity softball game. That was oh, gosh. beast mode. I'm looking up Travis Hafner's stats right now. 
I think he played he for the spent, Yankees for a year, and it pissed me off. Yeah, yes. And then the Rangers. He was, started with. He started his career one year with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Was Coco Crisp good for you guys? Uh he was a little of my time mainstay in Cleveland. He came back and we traded for him in 2016. Um, or we bought. Or it was like you know how like baseball. There's like technically a trade deadline after the trade deadline. It was it, we got yeah. via that, which is stupid. It is very stupid. We got Coco Crisp out of it, and he was actually pretty solid. He hit he had a couple home runs in the playoffs. Very nice. This is a stretch from Travis Hafner. All he, right. From 2004 to 2007, he had a batting average of 296, or a, a slash line of 296, 410, 567. 977 OPS. He had 127 home runs, 434 RBI, and 558 games. He had um, 100 plus RBIs in every season during that stretch. Nice. He had home runs of 28, 33, 42, and 24. He led the league in 2006 in slugging OPS and OPS plus. That's He's very good. Yeah, he was a beast for a while. I'm big on that OPS and that OPS plus. Yeah, That's... and then he just after after 07, he just could not stay healthy. Well, uh, man, how old was he at that point in time? Too 07, he was 30. All right, so all right, he he kind of aged out prematurely, but it's not like right. his golden years were stolen. From right, him he started at age he 25. Was wrong side of yeah, wrong side of 30. That's that's bad news typically for anybody's career, but. Yeah, I mean that's he was a DH. What was he? What was he doing? Travis Hafner contract. Let's see what kind of money he was raking in. Also, I'd like to publicly announce that I'm livid with the MLB at bat app right now because I can't easily I can't easily find where you change your notification settings because I want to make sure that I have everything on and I can't find it. He signed a four-year, $57 million contract with Cleveland in 2009. That seems like poor, a poor use of giving out money from Cleveland. Because he was kind of banged up mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. He only and, ever signed uh, contracts with Cleveland. That's interesting. Maybe that's why you guys got, you guys got burned a little bit. It was uh, that, uh, that Travis Hafner contract. That, uh, they're, they're like, no more spending after this. So I just I just looked up in Google uh, Travis Hafner contract, and the first the first link is Cubs signed Travis Hafner to a ten year one hundred twenty five million dollar contract. It was written in twenty thirteen, and it's not like it's any. I don't, I don't get this. <laughs> I don't get that either. Ten years, one hundred twenty five million. This must be a joke. The website's called The Heckler. It's still um, active. By the way, I would like to not, announce not that very, I, did, I did find where to change my notification settings, fortunately. So uh, I'm all good to go for tomorrow. But Oh, yeah, this is a satirical website. <laughs> that sounds like one. Oh, yeah, I, I, read, I, read, I read like two headlines. I'm like, yeah. Probably, yeah, that's, that's all right. Do, do you know how many that, times that 
ball sack sports has gotten me like so badly. I have never been gotten like that. They, uh, well, I say so many times it's happened twice, but that account hasn't been famous for a very long time. So no. there's, it's very high density right now. Um, the kid who runs, it's from Ohio. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know who he is, but he's from Ohio because he's a Cleveland sports fan. There, I, I don't even remember what it was, but I like sent the link in the group chat and then I had some like reaction messages to it. And then eventually I was then immediately after I sent my reaction to it, I was like, and I just oh, take back no. everything that I just said because I just saw who tweeted it. My computer is acting very slow right now. Hold on. I was going to pull up Masters odds real quick. I saw Colin Coward was making Dustin Johnson his pick, which I'm sure he spent a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure putting, he was putting digging that, deep into the numbers there. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm just looking did, for one man and one man only, Mr. Golf. Oh, great. Yeah, th- this, 50 to this one. guy has to show up again. Oh, brother. You, you know, this is what you got against Tiger, man. I hate I've actually been thinking a lot about this. Oh, no. I, I think what I hate, and I will say that th- he is not exclusive into this. He's not exclusive uh, because there are lots of people, uh, LeBron James being one of them, too, who I, I part of my hatred for them isn't even their fault. It's part of just I'm annoyed with the people Damn. who obsess over them. Right. So, uh, yeah. which, I mean, there's everybody has that. Everybody has a team that they hate for some reason, but they can't really put their finger on why. It's probably because either the media or the fans. But probably all of this, like, all of this Charlie Woods and, like, I I hate how Tiger Woods has somehow become father of the century just because his kid's good at golf. Like, he ruined his family a decade ago, and I, I still think it's – and I def, this was my only defense of Tiger in this situation. I thought it was weird that he was the only one who got thrown to the wolves over lack of fidelity in marriage because that is prevalent across athletes and across yeah, sports. Dude. So I, I thought it was weird that he was the only one who really got uh, – he had to have that like weird press conference where his mom wouldn't look at him. So yeah. I, I didn't really understand why he was the only one that we treated that way. I think that should either be more universal or just for, or just we leave, we just forget about it. But I don't, that was a decade ago. So who cares? I was like, I I was, I think I was 10 when that happened. And I just remember like hearing about it and I was like, why is this such a big deal? Cause it was a massive deal. Like it let off every single news, like across the country. That's what, for like weeks. Yeah, and I, I just and look, I I have no problem with saying that that was horrible how he wrecked his family, but like, certainly, I but don't like again. I, like, I don't it, understand why he was the only one who, and, and even then, I, I don't know. I, I actually want to go back and look at this at some point and go actually review that press conference and kind of add more context to it. Very but I weird. Just, I'm just going off of memory here, and like you said, you and I were somewhere in the neighborhood of ten years old when this happened, so. Our memories may not be exact on this, but looking back on it, I'm just like, especially now with like social media, like Paul Pierce just, did you see like, you, did you see that video that came out of him like last summer on Instagram or something that completely wrecked his family? 
and wrecked yeah, his Yeah, he got fired from ESPN because of it. Yeah, and I, well, I don't even know if I think he deserved to be fired for that, although he completely embarrassed himself, which then ESPN was probably embarrassed to be attached to him, so I get that, but I don't I don't even know if that was a fireable offense necessarily, but I guess ESPN I think they, it was. Honestly, I think they were just trying to get rid of him because he was very not good as an analyst. Well, I know that Twitter hates him because he was the king of letting personal beefs get in the way of his like yeah. analysis, that and he would say was. things, and you'd be like, especially with LeBron, and because he was not a fan of LeBron, and the speculation was that he just wasn't a fan of him during his playing days, so he... Yeah, because he whooped his ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, that just... Paul Pierce, I I didn't think was great on TV necessarily either. Nah, I but think. I I do. You may be right that they were just looking for any reason to get rid of him, and I guess that was their shot. But that show went that, through so much turnover. The jump. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they had they they went from Rachel Nichols to Maria Taylor to neither, and now we have. I think they started off with Michelle Beadle. I think that was the original. Yeah. Oh, then uh, she got in trouble for Beetle. something. She got in trouble. Got... I think she she said something political. I thought. Well, I mean, she said many things that are political. So that's very vague of me to say. But I think there was one thing. Maybe that was it, and that kind of ended her time there. I totally forgot that she was like big into NBA code. I don't know if she was necessarily on the jump, but I know that she was doing like the halftime desk work. She she was definitely doing something with the NBA. She may have been doing like NBA countdown or something like that, like pre and pre halftime and post shows on ESPN. But he yeah. def- she definitely was doing something with ESPN. Wow, man! They uh, I only they, really remember her from Sports Nation with Cowherd. Yeah, that was that was the beginning. That show of all that, that yeah that that's actually back when that was good, and then like. Then Marcellus Wiley took over for Cowherd and wasn't the same. And then, like, they brought in this LZ Granderson guy who no one had ever heard. I think Kellerman replaced Cowherd at first. Oh, that's right. He was. And then. No, so it was. I think Carissa Thompson was originally with Cowherd. She left. And then, yeah. And then uh, Beetle came in. And then I think Cowherd left. And then uh, uh, Max came in, and then whatever happened to that happened to that. I uh, I did not know that Carissa Thompson was ever at ESPN. I think somebody is somebody. Carissa it was Thompson. indeed somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, she was yeah. on. Yeah, she was, did Sports Nation. Well, they're also doing a crazy turnover now. They got a uh, what's the what's his face and his partner. They got Buck and Aikman. Um, Joe Davis is now gonna do the World Series for yeah. Fox, which he already did a couple of those games during the 2020 season. Um, yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's good. He's um he's kind of like a Matt Vescursion now, which I mean he he had kind of always been that, but Vescursion was doing ESPN Sunday Night Baseball while also simultaneously doing the Angels play-by-play. Uh, and ironically, Joe Davis is in the exact same city. He does the Dodgers play-by-play. And I assume now that he'll also be 
the lead. Uh, I think it's Monday that Fox has for baseball, um, which I just learned last year. I didn't even realize that Fox had a weekly national baseball game. Um, I just was not paying attention to that until last year because the Cardinals were all, like almost always on it last year. So I'll uh, I'll be more in tune with that. But I guess Joe Davis would take over. I like Joe Davis primarily because uh, his his college football uh, partner was Brady Quinn uh, back when he did huh. college football. Now he does NFL. And uh, Brady Quinn, my childhood hero. So I'm a I'm a Brady big fan. Quinn. Of I I was a supporter of the Browns for about two years because of him. There you go. And and, um, and then I quickly wasn't because they chose Derek Anderson over him, and I didn't appreciate that. Do you remember the show, the best damn show, best damn sports show? Yeah, was that Chris Rose? Yeah, they had like a uh, wild guest of people. Like I think Carissa Thompson did that. I think Tom Arnold was doing it for some reason. The celebrity? Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's. I remember they had like a lineup of people that would do that, and it was like very impressive. I just can't remember it. The only one that I ever watched of that, and I watched it, on, I didn't even watch it on TV, I watched it on YouTube, was like the top 50 best college dunks of all time. They would those do a bunch of those. They did a bunch good. of rankings. Yeah. Man, that actually was a pretty decent show. Uh, yeah, I say was, that after watching really one episode of it, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think man. Chris, what's Chris Rose up to? Because he left MLB Network. Uh, I know. Is he I still at the NFL Network? I think so. Is uh, guy. yeah. I was about to say. Uh, I was about to say. Did he go to high school in Cleveland? Like, is he from Ohio or is he just an Indians fan? Or I guess now Guardians. He's from Cleveland. I don't remember where. Oh, but his son goes to Miami of Ohio. I Does think. He play? No, I Anything? just. No, I just used to follow him on Instagram once upon a time, and uh, he was posting stuff regarding just like, oh, college visits with my son, my son. Well, that's where he went. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. I'm just looking at his wiki page now. Oh, he's with John Oh, my gosh. Is that that the Talking Baseball podcast? Yeah, they have their their own media network. They're huge. Like they are massive. They um, I saw the main guy, that John Boy guy. He tweeted because I follow him, and he tweeted that he's doing like pre and post game shows on the Yes Network now. Uh, that's a very good gig. Yeah, it's an extremely good gig. <laughs> the, especially to be with them. What's the other one? SNY is that what the Mets are on? Yeah, I, I don't. That's um the Mets owner. Owns that broadcast company, I'm pretty sure. And then it get, became so successful that he just bought the Mets. Uh, yeah, well, they're one of the – they're like the Yankees. They own their own network. Um, I don't know if Cohen owns it now that he bought it, that he bought the team. Yeah, it's Co- Cohen. That's who it is because I was trying to think of the name of the owner. Well, I don't um, know if um, – what's his nuts? I can't remember the last owner. I can't. Oh my gosh! If Will you Pond. said it, Will yes. Pond. I don't know who owns it now. The owner is Sterling Entertainment Enterprises, whatever that means. Do you remember when um, what's their face? The uh, 
when A Rod and J Lo were like a shoe in to be the ownership group. Yeah, they were gonna buy the Mets. It was like a, yeah. it was th- those two, the guy who founded Body Armor, and somebody else. Oh, that's uh, that was the um, the Kobe Bryant sports drink, right? Yeah, I think Kobe Body Armor was the one. I think Kobe. I remember when it first came out of the scene, it was sponsored like, oh, Kobe Bryant's new drink is in gas stations near you. And it yeah, just exploded. It, yeah. They, they made it sound like Kobe Bryant was in the lab, like mixing different yeah, chemicals and like getting that right flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe Bryant's in there cooking, got the secret recipe for body yeah, armor. My cousin. Coconut actually, water and flavoring. My cousin, actually, he lives in California and he, um, He's a production guy. He's an OU uh, communications guy, and he's been working out in L.A. for a while. He actually just started working for Steph Curry's uh, – and I, I found this out, like, like days ago, that he's working for Steph Curry's uh, broadca- – not a broadcast company, whatever, uh, his media company or something. And uh, I'm like – so it's like, Steph Curry, your boss? And they're like, ah, well, you know, I've been on a few Zoom calls with him, but that's a – that's pretty much it. So that like that'd be that, so that's, weird. Yeah, that, so the, like they do have affiliation, but you know they they're also just like the name and the face, right? Oh yeah, no, Steph Curry's there to sell. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an investment deal that he's being a part of. But dude, speaking of which, I don't know what's gotten into me. I've been in an enormous, in an enormous basketball mood. Ever since Uh-oh. March Madness started, I don't even I don't know what's gotten into me. Now I refuse to watch regular season NBA basketball. So good news is that I have about one week. Um, that's all I have to wait before I really get into it. But the preseason, the play-in games are happening. I'm going to be rooting so hard for Kevin Durant uh, because not if they play I, Cleveland. Oh, I totally forgot that Cleveland's like right in that mix. Yeah, Cleveland yeah. is officially locked into the play-in tournament. Man, that's disappointing from where they were. Yeah, they could. They just can't stay healthy. It's a problem right now. They were in the top four, and now that they're gonna, dude, they were yeah. gonna host the playoffs. Now again, this is like middle oh, yeah. of the season, so that doesn't that doesn't guarantee no, they, you anything. If they would have stayed healthy, they would have won fifty plus games. That's incredibly frustrating. But it is. Nobody expected this out of them this year, though. So it's like, okay, you know, we're playing with house money at this point. Like, we're in the playoffs. So, yeah. This, this the, is, no matter what happens for the rest of the season, this season has been a massive success. That I agree with that 100%. And I also agree that it's tough and to complain I, when you already overperformed. I believe if they do not make the the actual playoffs after the play-in, that they keep their first round pick because they traded it for Karis LeVert. But I believe if they stay in the lottery, they keep that pick because I believe it's lottery protected. Hmm. Well, seeing that uh, the NBA draft is kind of a crapshoot to begin with, I'm going to say you would much rather make a playoff run than and, and lose that pick. Like, I don't want the 14th pick. What am I going to do with that? Uh, you're going to draft somebody from Europe who's going to show up in three years. And Honestly, I wouldn't mind that. Come off the bench. I wouldn't mind taking risks like that. If you had, like, the 14th pick. Well, you, you know what? The, the college guy the who has too many. 20, 2013. Yeah. 
you can either take the college guy who has, like, we know what he is and let's just pray. Or you can, like, hey, these these overseas kids are hitting at a pretty impressive clip right now. Let's draft one, let him do what he needs to do, develop, and then we'll bring him over. They did the same thing with Chetty Osmond. Yeah, and he's been, he's been I don't know if he's a starter. He's a serviceable yes. wing player. And that's kind of all you're asking for. Right, especially at, like, the 14th pick. That's all you can ask for. Like, you're not going to draft Giannis every year in the back half of the lottery. If there yeah, were, dude. then I would like the Cavs to draft Giannis every year. Yeah. They – I I don't know, man. The, the draft is just such – like, you have about a range of four picks to really make a splash. And then after right. that, all of the potential stars are gone. And then you're just trying to draft somebody who you hope is good enough to be a, a starter in your lineup. Yeah, the problem is you. I, I imagine it's hard to trade those picks. Uh, I mean trading them, trading them away. Yeah. Well, unless it's like a, in a package, but like trying to get trade out of that spot, I have to imagine it's hard. Yeah. Um, well, I, I would hope so, or maybe the NBA executives are foolish enough to think that they're, you know, the next star is waiting for us in the draft. That, yeah, that, sure. like, that's not how this works. Like, Marcus Smart was drafted sixth overall, and now he's a like a bona fide sixth man, and that's, like, considered a success. Marcus Smart's going to be – I think he's still the favorite to be the defensive player of the year. Hey, well, he's a scrappy guy. Good for him. He is – yeah, he's minus is... 140 to win depot. Was uh was he ever thought of to be a dirty player, or was he just an annoying, scrappy player? He had that one. Do you remember at Oklahoma State where he like pushed a fan? I think that yeah. stayed with him for a while. That's true. That that fan was also they discovered. Yeah, he was a dick. Yeah, they they found out that like he that was not his first incident with uh, players, right. and I, I don't know. They started like I remember they started combing through the camera tape of this guy and there was a I don't know he was just like acting weird during free throws and stuff trying to distract players like this guy's like uh, we we could do without him in the sand (laughs) yeah seriously uh, I'm trying to because I I I asked you this because you played him in about 500 different uh, playoff series because I was you know, in my uh, NBA mood last night, I was realized I was going through and just trying to remember the um, everybody who faced off in the conference finals because the the finals are pretty easy to remember. So I was just trying yes. to figure out the conference finals, and I'm like, man, the Boston Celtics made three uh, they made three Eastern Conference Finals in four years with about three different teams. Yeah, they made it with. In 17, they made it. it. Cleveland crushed them. Yeah, that was the IT, IT yeah. series. And then the next that year. was like Terry played. Rozier. What's that? I, I said it was basically Terry Rozier and Al Horford because and, Kyrie uh, didn't Jason play. Tatum. Yeah. That was Jason Tatum's rookie year, and he really showed out that series. Uh, and 19 was Toronto and Milwaukee. 20 was Miami and Boston. Yes. And then last year was Milwaukee and Atlanta. Correct. Man, that's 
it still blows my mind that Atlanta made it that far. If they would have went to the NBA Finals, I would have been pissed. I don't want to see Atlanta in the NBA Finals. I'd rather see Giannis. I don't, and this has nothing to do with anything. I don't like the Hawks' uniforms. I like that. They got good ones, but they got really bad ones too. And their court has a weird color scheme, and it's just so annoying to look at. They uh, then they have those like all yellow uniforms that I just don't get, and it it's they look like a bunch of highlighters running around the court. Uh, yeah, they had some bad ones. They've had some bad ones. They've had. They, <laughs> they're getting better. They have a they have a couple good ones this year, but they 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 took a weird path. Yeah, and um, they also have those in baseball. They have those like Nike City Connect uniforms that I hate. Here's how bad they are. I actually think the Red Sox have the best ones, and I I. They don't even look anything like the Red Sox. It's like the light the yellow blue and the blue yellow. Ones? Yes, I actually. Those are like Boston's that. colors. Those are the colors of the marathon. Oh there. well, I actually like that one. But like the Wrigleyville, I think the Wrigleyville is one of the most ridiculous things in the world. Um, I don't even know what Cleveland's look like. The, the Giants have like that orange that fades into the uniform. Uh, that is yeah. It's like neon orange too, so it's absolutely filthy. And I don't mean that in a good way either. I mean it's actually gross. Um, I know that that word's kind of been a, it's been changed a little bit to be a compliment, but I assure right. you, I did not mean it in any sort of complimentary fashion. By um, the way, you mentioned yes. City Connect jerseys. The Nationals' new City Connect jerseys are good. gorgeous. Gorgeous yes, the, with the flowers on the hat. The pink Do you see uh, the Wizards new ones, the pink ones? Mm, no. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. What so in the just... world? Well, somebody tell the Washington Commanders to get better uniforms because everyone else in their city is. Oh yeah, yeah. The Bloom City Edition Washington Wizards for next year. They are unbelievably gorgeous. Um. I, huh. I, I, I was trying to think of my, because tr- I was uh, thinking of trivia for a second. I was thinking of, because I thought there was a question that somehow applied to this. So I was trying to make sure that I didn't like spoil anything. <laughs> but I also just realized in doing this, that my question was that I was going to ask wasn't even what I wanted to ask. So I'll have to fix that. But the I think, um, oh, the, the Braves just had a ridiculous one. They had, um, they made some announcement of like their their gold uniforms are out their their home gold or whatever and it's just a gold trim around um like around what they already around their Atlanta logo and stuff right. like you can't, you can't even see it from the stand so who cares what i have to say um yeah it does is no different it, although good for them for winning the world series i think that every player should have and I'm a, I'm a big advocate of this in sports. I think it would be a great flex because at the end of the year, the NFL always has, like, the players who have the Walter Payton Man of the Year, they wear that patch. Right. I think every player in every sport should have, like, little trophies stitched into their uniform representing how many championships that they've won. I think that would just be sweet. If Like uh, the player? Yeah, the individual player. Even if he's gone to a different team at that point, those right. championships stay with him. I was going to say, because the NBA does that, but it's the team 
It's the amount of times you won a championship with the team has won a championship. Ah, uh, no, individuals, individuals only. That would be oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so like LeBron of the Lakers has has like four four, uh, four little tro- Larry O'Brien trophies right. stitched in, on like maybe like the upper neck of the uniform or something like that. Maybe we can do it for coaches too, so Urban Meyer can show up to the Jags practice with three trophies and question his entire staff and ask them what they've done if they've done anything to earn theirs. Yeah, that's what they should do. Like the uh, collar, they should put like little stars on it for how many times you made the all-star team. Yeah, they do that like for like all-star uniforms. Right. That'd be cool if they actually did yeah, it like in regular tight. game. I am a fan. I am also a fan. Joel Embiid now is now minus 250 to win the MVP. That's surprising. No! I, uh, I want or, to be more uh, competitive than that. Oh, really? Well, he's going to go back-to-back? He's the betting favorite, at least according to FanDuel. I'm shocked by this because I would have thought that his lack of performance in the playoffs last year, you know, Suns in four, I would have thought that that would have kind of just made people look at him a little bit differently. Like, yeah, like, yeah, his stats are good, but uh, we don't think he's actually, like, going to do anything. So yeah, I, I appreciate I thought, it. Because they've been neck and neck for about a month now, Embiid and Jokic. I thought – if it stayed neck and neck, that Embiid was going to get it just because, you know, Jokic won it last year and the NBA goes under. Well, Embiid needs to win one sometime, so let's just give it to him now. Yeah, and I, I don't know if this is like last year. Last year was a case of just everybody who was going to win it got hurt, and then Jokic right. just happened to have the best stats. Um, however, Yogi just stats this year. Isn't he top 10 in points, rebounds, and assists? Yeah. That's like Wilt Chamberlain level stats. So, yeah. yeah. That's that's incredible. So, I guess they just, I don't, I don't know. I guess Kevin Durant was out, although I, yeah, I, I think Kevin, I don't, I don't think Kevin Durant's ever going to win an MVP again just because he, he no. he's playing on teams that are too good. And um, that's fine. I don't think there's any problem with Kevin Durant having good teammates and he just having to share the workload because the MVP is going to be built for somebody who's doing it by themselves and just has all the best. Names. Right. So that's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that, but I, uh, I'm shocked that Jokic is going because last year, at least Jokic was coming off of a season where they made the Western conference finals. So they right. made a somewhat of a playoff run. Uh, that's just, uh, I, um, Oh, by the way, because uh, I think they had a really good series with Utah that year in 2020. Um, is is Donovan Mitchell like leaving Utah? Every time yeah. I see Donovan Mitchell's on Twitter, it's always wow. This he's really leaving Utah this time. Look how tired he is of them. I don't. They haven't officially. On. There's no official like rift between Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, but there is. It's very obvious that there is. Um, there's a stat out there that uh, Donovan Mitchell averages like like three turnovers or something per game. He averages two passes per game to Rudy Gobert. Not two assists, two passes. He is passing the ball more to the other team than he is to Rudy Gobert per game. That's actually a really, really interesting stat. I appreciate your research there. That is that is absurd. I think he's going to go to the Knicks, Donovan Mitchell. 
Oh, that's what everybody says. I don't believe it. Um, I think he's, is he not from New York? I don't know. Although he is from New York. Yeah. That wouldn't be unprecedented if he went to New York being from New York. Knicks uh, need a star. We've seen somebody do that before. And hopefully the, the Jazz, thankfully the Jazz are smarter than the Nuggets were. Or, I mean, I should say, yeah. hopefully the, the Knicks are smarter than they once were when they completely botched the Carmelo Anthony trade by trading uh, for someone who was already going to sign with you in six months. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it's like, hey, this guy's already wants to be here and he's made it clear he wants to be here. Let's trade for him and give up four <laughs> players for him. I guess put it without doubt. Put it with – because obviously – Things could have changed, but yeah, I, yeah, because Paul George was supposed to go to the Lakers like ten different times and never. That he was signed with the Bulls. He was. When was that? After in 2014, when oh uh, oh, his, oh, Car- oh Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, after his contract with the Knicks expired, he was going to go sign with the Bulls, and then last second he returned to the Knicks. I remember that. I do. That was um, that was weird too. I because I remember there was a little here. Go with Carmelo to Chicago because that was always originally the original plan that Bosch, Wade, and LeBron were going to team up in Chicago, but it just never worked out. Wow, I I never. I never knew that. Man, that must have that been. Was, that was like the plan. Like it was going to happen. And then I think Dwayne Wade's like, hey, we got a pretty good thing going on in Miami. Let's come down here. I think they were very good. Yeah, they were pretty damn good, I would say. Huh. Well, I mean, the, eventually they were, but at the time. Because Chris Bosch signed first, or – at least verbally agreed to sign first because I think they were they may have both been signing trades. I remember exactly when it happened. It was um, Dwayne Wade announced he was returning to the Heat, and Chris Bosh went onto ESPN and said, "Yeah, I'm coming with them." And that was the first moment I'm like, "Oh my God, LeBron's gonna leave." Oh, oh, I've never asked you this. This is this is a very interesting topic. Did you have any hope during the decision that he was going to stay? During the decision, yeah. Like, what what was your confidence level? And, like, was there any, like, shock to you whatsoever? Like, oh, yeah, he's gonna come. oh he shock. picked the heat. Are you kidding me? I thought he was coming back. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely shock. It was – I think – if I had to put a percentage, I probably went, woke up that day feeling, like, 50-50 that he was going to come back. But it was Where still, you- like – it could have been like I could have been like one hundred percent certain he was gone. Like he could have told me personally before anybody <laughs> else, and I still would have been shocked when he said South Beach. Do you hold a grudge at all? I mean, it's been no. so long no. after that, and he's won a championship. Not, not, not even in the slightest. I did when I was at the time, obviously, because I was eleven. But he's also won a championship for your team since he then. Sure has. And he's coming back because the Lakers are a steaming pile of shit. When's his contract up with Cleveland or with uh, L.A.? He just re-signed. I think he just resigned, but uh, I think it. Coincidentally, it, I think his contract ends when Bronny is eligible to enter the NBA. 
funny how that works. Huh. Yeah, man, Bryce is about to just get stiffed because everyone's talking about how – They keep saying he's the best. I, I've heard that too, actually. Man, LeBron's contract two. and – He's like, I'm playing with my son, and Bryce is like sitting there like, you mean me, right? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, um, you too. Why isn't it just telling me his contract? He is he is on the books for next year. And that's it. Well So I'm curious right. I'm curious how this is gonna play out if he just stays with the Lakers and said, Hey, I'm already here, might as well just stay. Uh and just signs like one year deals like he did at the end of Cleveland. Or what like what he does when he's about to leave a franchise, he just keeps signing one year deals. But um I wonder if he'll, like, just stay in L.A. or if he'll be like, hey, I want to go play in Cleveland. No, I'm not – like, that's, like – there's obviously the rumors going around that he would – he would he wouldn't be opposed to going back. But No, I think those are real. I don't think it's unreasonable for you to suggest that he's going to go to Cleveland. No, I think it's – it may be irresponsible. I think it's un- – But I, I, I don't – I don't think there's any problem with, you know, throwing around the conspiracy theories. I don't think that's completely ridiculous. The pro, the pro, I don't, I don't know if the Cavs are going to be able to afford them. Is the problem? They just gave Jared Allen money. They're going, they're going to give Darius Garland a max probably this off season. Uh, they paid Laurie Markin in a lot. They'll probably have to find a way to get off that. Kevin Love still gets a lot. I'm assuming he'll restructure. If, if needed, because he's oh, rejuvenated. It is, it is time to get rid of that contract. No, nah, he's been, Kevin Love's been solid off the bench this year. He's like well, the third. He's like it, Tyler Harrow's going to win sixth man of the year, but he is third, the third best. Well, that's fine. I just, how much money is he making? The contract's though? terrible. Okay, okay, there. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, the contract is absurd. It was absurd when they, he signed it. <laughs> he has one more year after this year, and he's only—he's he's actually taking a three. It's actually three million dollars less, so that kind of helps. Um, I don't know what, are, what was I going to ask you. Um, oh, we got um. Do you, do you have any hot takes about the NFL draft coming up? I did see the title of this podcast. Um. Players oh. will be selected. Yes, I uh, I'm in on that one. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I I thought about it, tossed and turned over that one for a while. Um, <laughs> and I'm I think the Browns are going to make a pick that I really love. I don't know why. I just think that. Are they trading up into the? No, oh. I don't. No. There's a lot of value in the second round. I think so too. I was talking to my friends about this earlier today. Uh, this is a very middle-heavy draft, which is really right. good for teams because you can't have just a bunch of first-rounders on your team. Uh, that's just not how this works. And even mm-hmm. if you do, odds are some of them are going to be bust. So you just got to accept the fact that you're dealing with – you're just going to have to deal with a bunch of day-two guys running around on the field, and that'll that'll be that'll work. 
because and I, right. I get caught up caught up in it too. When you break up the first round from the second and third, it makes the first round look way more important. And you know that's that's where you're gonna find your quarterback. So obviously it is, but there are a lot more players on the field than just that. So you know we talk about we just done talk about the NBA draft and how you have about picks one through four might change your franchise. And then from there, you're just hoping to find right. somebody who's going to correct the starting lineup. So, like, football is a completely different sport. There's so much more that goes into it. So this is going to be a really deep draft. Um, so all, all you fans out there, make sure you're paying attention to who your team is drafting on day two because those guys are going to matter. Um, I'm not entirely positive, to be quite honest with you, which teams have the most second-round picks or third-round picks um, because – you know, the, all, the NFL draft account on Twitter doesn't really tweet about that. They tweet about the first round. Here, oh, updated draft order and all that stuff. So right. I, don't, I don't have that off the top of my head. But well, we uh, just had a first round trade yesterday. Yeah, the Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Um, it, that was one of the weirdest just word salad trades ever. Yeah, I um, think. Because the Eagles now have two first-round picks for the next three drafts. I think they're making a run at C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young next year. That's that's what That was my first thought. Which team, the Saints or the Eagles? I think the Saints are going to draft the quarterback in the first round, and I do have them taking a quarterback in the first round. I agree with that uh, because – Jameis Winston is not signed to quarterback money, or to starters money, I should say. Um, he is, I think, like on five million over the next couple of years. So it was it pretty hefty. Was it really? I thought it was like two years. I thought 10 it was like twenty some million over two years. Well, even then, that's ten million a year. That's still not starters. That's money. a lot. That's more than I thought he was going to get. Uh, two years, twenty-eight million, twenty-one million guaranteed. All right, so. The way I read that is that um, he's going to be a borderline starter because it sounds like they want him, but they're not going to commit a ton. To, that's a weird contract, man. Like all these starters are getting like near 30, but like the backups aren't getting 10 million a year. Are they? They have an out next year in the contract. They have an option next year. Ooh, and they that's how you do it. So, um, Andy's coming off of injury, so that also makes right. it, makes this even more messy. The problem with this is is that this quarterback draft, this quarterback class is so bad, especially yeah. in comparison in comparison to next year. Now, I know that there are like five guys who could possibly go in the first round, yeah. but. We're all kind of sitting around waiting for next year when C.J. Stroud right. and Bryce Young, and you know this is the redemption opportunity for Spencer Rattler. So if he looks good at South Carolina, which I mean, draft him if he looks good at South Carolina, draft him first overall because oh, it's a, it's impossible to look good at South Carolina. I mean, let's let's just be honest, uh, especially the past couple seasons. But if if he if he resurrects himself, I'll. This is just in a. This might be just the curse of the Ohio State quarterbacks, and because Dwayne Haskins fell a long way, um, and now everybody looks justified for doing so. Uh, Justin Fields got 
jumped over by everybody except Mac Jones. And then if there's a chance that if I'm dead serious, if Spencer Rattler looks really good next year, and I, I think Sam Howell should have gone back to North Carolina because I thought that he could have completely yeah, he fixed his there. He could have done the well. That was just one bad year. He could have gotten right. away with that, in my opinion. Um, and so he should have stayed. But if Spencer Rattler does that, then maybe Bryce Young and Rattler get drafted above CJ Stroud. Now he's dropping a little bit too. Although, um, no, Stroud's not. Stroud, I think, is going to be the, the number one pick. He's such an insane arm talent. I agree with that. I agree, and he just—he's such. He, as respectful as possible, he's chicken shit when he has to run the ball. He oh just my does gosh. not run the ball. It's so weird. He, he's terrified of running the ball. He's te- yeah, he's, he's. You see his new helmet? Yes, and I hate it. It looks like a lacrosse helmet. Yeah, it's weird. As a baseball that's player, the new, I really that's the new it. brand of helmets that are coming out. I think Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma is wearing that one too. I forgot he was at Oklahoma. Yeah, he transferred to UCLA and then transferred to Oklahoma. That's news to me. He never enrolled at UCLA. Oh, he was a verbal commit. He never technically transferred there. Yeah, a verbal transfer. Hey, before we get into these mock drafts, I have to pee real quick, so talk about something. All right, this will be fun. All right, let me see what I can come up with. Uh, Actually, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of sports research, obviously, talking about uh, just preparing for a, a job, but... Um, lately I've, I've mentioned earlier in the podcast, I've been really getting into a, a real basketball mood for whatever reason. So one thing I've been looking at is, uh, teams that have made the final four in recent history. Um, I guess I'll just off the cuff kind of go into what I've been finding. So, uh, man, one of the weirdest final fours I found was 2017. So that was the year where North Carolina beat Gonzaga in the championship. Uh, Roy Williams was coaching that game, but, you know, obviously he was still around. But the Gonzaga did make the championship of that game, and I, I think Mark Few, off the top of my head, has only made two Final Fours. I think he only made it in 2017 and then last year in 2020, which I, I saw uh, a lot of you maybe have seen that Twitter account, Big Game Boomer or something. Um, they released their top 50 coaches of all time, which was absolutely ridiculous. And they, they did this before the championship game. I, uh, where obviously now Bill Self has won a second championship. I think they had Mark Few above Bill Self. I can go double check that. But uh, 2017 was a weird one, man. They had North Carolina beat Gonzaga. That's not that weird of a championship. But Oregon made the Final Four that year, as well as the seven seed South Carolina. Oregon was a three seed who they beat Duke, people might remember, uh, because everyone's going through the Rolodex of Coach K incidents where, and one of them was Coach K just lecturing Dylan Brooks at the end of that game. But that was a really good year for Oregon in a a really small lineup. They had 6'2", Peyton Pritchard, and then 6'2", Dylan Ennis. uh, And then their third guard was Tyler Dorsey was 6'4". And their two forwards were Dylan Brooks and Jordan Bell, two guys who made the NBA. Uh, Jordan Bell had a cup of coffee with the Warriors. Dylan Brooks playing with the Grizzlies right now. A, a really good Grizzlies team. And the Cavs. 6-5 and 6-7. Really? Jordan Bell did, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But weird Final Four in 2017. Um, t- so every single year, uh, at least recently, there appears to be one team 
that's just really short in the final four. This year was Villanova. I'll have to pull them out. And obviously, yeah. Justin Moore did not play. Yeah, but they're, uh, they did have what's, – what's his favorite? They had – um, nope, that's Duke, who was actually really tall. That's the complete opposite. But they had six three, six four, six four, six six, and six seven. I think that's pretty impressive that those schools made it that far, um, uh, that small. So uh, I, I tap danced for a couple of minutes, and we made it to I'll this. I'll tell point. you what: if North Carolina lost by five in the national championship game, I don't know what I would have done. If they okay. didn't step out of bounds like Kansas. They didn't step out of bounds and they went to the line to shoot free throws and I didn't cover the plus four and a half after being up 15 and a half time and I put $350 on North Carolina to cover. Whoa! I would have fucking puked everywhere for three days straight. <laughs> Is that the... That's gotta be the most ever. I've ever put on a game? Yeah. Um, no way. I mean, I, I bet a college football on Saturday. But I'm talking about one individual game. Yeah, one individual game, yes. Wow. That, uh, that was you all... should have led the podcast with that. I had the over, too, which didn't hit. But um, there were free single throws dollar on I mean. the way. I said there were free two free throws on the way if he didn't step out of bounds. Oh, my you God. Been... I would have. I was – he... When they threw oh that ball out of bounds, like I, I, I collapsed to my knees because I was standing up. Because I'm like, don't go to overtime, just lose in regulation. And when they threw that ball out of bounds, I dropped to my knees, like no shit, like oh my god. You became a believer out of nowhere. <laughs> it, no, because I was in shock. I wasn't praying. I was like, no way, they're not going to cover. Because if they didn't cover, that would have broke me. It all would have come down to one free – would you have been able to watch or would you have been shielding your eyes just listening to Jim I, I would have watched. I would have watched, but I would have well, – I think it was actually would have been a one-and-one, one, so that would have made it a little bit easier, obviously. But he needed to hit both free throws because I had him four and a half. Oh, my goodness, man. I, I, I wish I knew that going into the game that that was taking place because that is <laughs> – that is like serious money. I yeah, I'm, I've increased my unit size. Uh, I can I can tell. Yeah, I'm getting a lot better at this. I'm making I'm actually starting to make some pretty decent money doing this. I'm building a pretty impressive bankroll at this point. All right, there we go. Not so. very impressive. There's like seven hundred dollars in my account, but <laughs> I'm getting there. All right, what, what in my Bovada account, not my bank account. I, I would hope you'd have more than that in your bank account. Yeah, no, I have plenty more than that. Uh, that's what anyway, you're talking about right there. Uh, mock drafts. Yes. I have your Pittsburgh Steelers selecting another running back. Uh, of course I'm you joking. do. I'm joking. I'm of course joking. But um, I got Aiden Hutchinson going one to Jacksonville. He is the betting favorite to go number one. He is also the betting favorite to go number two. So, uh, but Aiden Hutchinson is number one. Uh, number two, this is my first gamble. I have Malik Willis going to the Lions. I think he has separated himself. He's. It was always for me. Um, well, going into last season, the college football season, Sam Howell is my number one. That he's my number four now. Um, 
and it's not be, it's it's not mostly because he digressed this year. It's more just I fell in love with other guys. Um, Malik Willis is the my favorite though, and I think if you want if Detroit's going to take a quarterback, don't wait till thirty two. Just take the best one now. Um, and you had you can learn under Jared Goff, who's won a lot of games in this league, and we can make all the jokes we want. Jared Goff is a serviceable quarterback. Um, three, I got Trayvon Walker, edge out of Georgia, going to Houston. Uh, a lot of smoke around him. He is a lot of people say he's the most refined edge rusher in this draft. Um, he was part of that Georgia defense, and honestly, if you came from that Georgia defense, you're probably going to be the best football player I've ever seen. <laughs> so he's he is neck and neck with Thibodeau. I think Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, and Kayvon uh, Thibodeau are all very close to each other. But I think Aiden Hutchinson at this point, now that Jacksonville kind of beefed up their offensive line in the offseason, that they're thinking edge rusher or thinking best available. Um, and Well, my best available is Evan Neal, who is going forward to the Jets, but they're not going to take an offensive lineman. Uh, and then five, I have Akeem Ikwani going to the Giants. Six, Kenny Pickett to the Panthers. Uh, seven, Kayvon Thibodeau to the Giants. Garrett Wilson to the Falcons. Ahmed Gardner to the Seahawks. And I have your Kyle Hamilton going to the Jets. Oh, man. I've seen a lot of people with some interesting takes on where Kyle Hamilton's going to go. It's it's hard for me to believe that a safety is going to go number two overall, yet some people are clamoring for it for the uh, – for whatever their name is, the uh, uh, who's drafted Lions. the Lions? Um, so I I did not make an official mock draft yet uh, because uh, I honestly was just thinking so much of basketball I just completely right. forgot to make a mock oh, cool. draft. But uh, I will add thoughts at least. So with the Jaguars' number one overall pick, I really don't understand why Aiden Hutchinson all of a sudden has become the number one guy, especially. Well, I guess Will Anderson's got one more year left, so that's not necessarily fair. But I, they signed Brandon Sheriff, who I really, really like uh, the guard, but I still think that it would be useful for them to get a tackle. I don't think it would be some kind of you know, giant, oh my gosh, I can't believe they drafted Evan Neal. I, I think that that would be a fine pick for them at number one, but I, I'm, I understand that everybody else thinks that Aiden Hutchinson is going number one at this point. Um, I couldn't really figure out why Kayvon Thibodeau has been sliding down draft boards. Uh, all I could really find was one quote from Todd McShay in some article when he was at the Senior Bowl, and he, it was a it was a vague quote. He didn't even really specify the reasons why. He just said that executives and scouts around the league were telling him like, "Oh, he's not going to go as high as you think he is." So I guess th- that's all I read. So it sounds like he's that kind of kickstarted this idea that he's going to slide just because, well, I mean, those, those do seem to be reliable sources, the people who are actually going to be making this pick. Um, but I still think that Kayvon Thibodeau is definitely available for um, possibly the Lions at number two. Right. Uh, I, I just said I don't want the Jaguars necessarily to go defensive end, especially after taking Kayvon Chase on um, a couple years ago. And, uh, geez, I almost said who they draft last year. Um, some guy named Trevor Lawrence, maybe. But who? the line, the Lions pick at two is so tough. So there are a it lot is. of good, good offensive linemen up top, but they just drafted Sewell, and they still have Taylor Decker. Uh, 
um, on a pretty big contract. So they're going right. to tackle. I don't know. I, I think that they're going to be bad again this year. I So it Probably. may be in their best interest to hold off on the quarterback. Um you know, I'm not. I'm not saying out loud you should tank, but um, take a look at next year's quarterback tank. class, and um, it, yeah, it may. You don't have to tank. Don't go out there. Here's here's my here's what I say. Coaches and players should always play with the interest of winning. General right. managers and everybody else in the front offices who are not on the field, they get to decide just how badly they want to win and when they want to win. So. Um, I, I, I would hold off on a quarterback. I would I would take Kayvon Thibodeau here if it were me because uh, I think that I mean, he came into, into this season with a bunch of star potential, looked really good for a game and then – or I guess a, a half and then missed some time with an injury, unfortunately, because I was really looking forward to seeing him in Columbus. Uh, yeah. From there, Houston – man, Houston's got so many issues I really don't even know. Yeah, they, they got to go best available here. But – the, Trayvon Walker, I am blown away by how this guy's just skyrocketing up mock drafts, and seemingly no one ever talked about him. And no one even talked about him on the Georgia defense. It was all, oh, Jordan Davis, this, the Kobe Dean, that. No one even talked about this guy. So right. I, I truthfully mm-hmm. don't know a ton about him, although he wears number 44. I, I know that. But... He plays like kind of like Rashawn Gary. I saw somebody compare him to that. Uh, the other day, and I went back and looked at some of his tape. It, I can see it. Very athletic, very fast, has a variety of moves, can play with his hand in the dirt or, you know, standing up. He's very versatile. Like, he can do a lot for you. I think that's his biggest strength. He's not as aggressive as Thibodeau or Hutchinson, but he is, like, technically sound, as technically sound as they come. Well, I, I'm I'm certainly not against him uh, because right. he came from a very good defense, like you said. So he must be good, yeah. he must be really good. So um, the Giants are here comes yet another offensive lineman. Um, uh, as far as the Panthers and the Seahawks go, uh, holy cow! I am just I'm scrolling through a mock draft just to look at the the draft order, and what right. I what I just saw was Seattle Seahawks taking Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. That no, uh, that's, that's I like him. I like Trevor yeah. Penning. He's pretty good. At nine, no, no. So uh, yeah. So in regards to the quarterback situation with number six, the Carolina Panthers last season committed because they actually were the ones who picked up Sam Darnold's fifth year option, not the Jets. The right. Jets traded him away, and then it was the Panthers who acquired him and had to make the decision. They picked him up. Um, I don't know how glad that they are that they made that decision. So I definitely think the Panthers are in the running for a quarterback. I Seattle is. I'm a little bit lukewarm on them. I don't know. Again, this yeah, their their quarterback situation is weird because obviously they have Drew Locke right now, and they're whatever happens with Baker Mayfield, he'll. I still think he'll probably end up in Seattle. That's why I don't have them going quarterback in the first round. I, I agree. I, all I know is, all I know is, it would have been a disaster if Seattle acquired Baker Mayfield. Everyone's talking about Baker Mayfield. Where's he gonna go? I'm like, he's gonna get released. I I, I know, but it, I, I I can't believe it Pittsburgh? because 
Uh, hey. That's the report that Pittsburgh would absolutely jump on Baker Mayfield if he is released. You know what? Let's do it. I would. And if I, I was a Pittsburgh fan, I'd be like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. We're already probably going to be the last team in the division. So at least give us, at least give us like some toxic behavior to give us. It is, just give, give us something. Colin Kaepernick is looking he, for a team. You want him? Um, no, because he hasn't thrown a football in six years. I'll tell you I what, don't... if we didn't, if we didn't sign Jacoby Brissett, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if the Browns took a chance on Kaepernick because he kind of plays similar to Deshaun Watson, kind of a weak arm, but he makes well, up with it for his athleticism. Well, well, let me ask you this. If they signed him right after signing Deshaun Watson, you and I both <laughs> know the entire world would know exactly why he got signed. Yeah, he got signed as a giant. Hey, look, hey, no, look at him over there. Yeah, for the for the first time, that would have been the first move in the history of the NFL where a team intentionally signed a distraction. <laughs> would have been if the Browns signed Deshaun Watson and then immediately signed Colin Kaepernick to be his backup. They would have, that That'd would have be been so the, funny. That would have been the first welcome distraction into any locker room ever. Um, which. Kind of makes me question why the Browns just didn't do that. Because they would have had they would have had a bunch of people who are on the same side of a lot of issues yelling at each other, and they would have just Jimmy and D would have been hiding. That would have. I'm, now that we talk about this, I'm really that would have been like a brilliant strategy. At least at least for entertainment purposes, that would have been brilliant. But I. Um, I, I think Baker Mayfield, if he went to Seattle, Seattle would have had two Baker Mayfields, which is the, which is far worse than one because Drew Locke yeah. is already, you know, he's dan- he's rapping on the sidelines. He's dancing. He's uh, he had one instant where he was like talking trash to Chris Jones on one play. And the next day, Chris Jones sacked him. And it was just like the the best poetic justice you've ever seen. So. Hmm. I, I completely understand why Seattle's not jumping on Baker Mayfield, even though all of Ohio is trying to pawn him off to Seattle because they're like, hey, you guys need a quarterback. Take ours. They're like, no. So hmm. I uh, – Drew Locke is not the long-term solution, but it just depends. Are they – does Seattle already view him as a backup or are they viewing him as an experiment? And if they're viewing it as an experiment, then they're probably not drafting a quarterback in the spot. So um, – if I'm if I'm Seattle, I'm going into this this uh, draft with definitely a QB. I, I'm having at least one QB who I am like. If he's available, we are taking him. But you got to have a plan B, C, D, and E all the way down the line. And every team's got to have that. But especially right. for Seattle in this spot, I um I I think that Seattle. And New Orleans and Carolina, for that matter. Although Carolina is already pretty high at six, especially, I think that all those teams are kind of the borderline QB teams. I think they could all be teams that we see possibly make a trade and trade up to solidify. Uh, especially with the Saints now having two first-round picks, I think that makes it easier for them to trade up um, because they have five guys in this draft who are potential first-round quarterbacks. But I don't think teams are convinced that there are five good quarterbacks. And it may be – this will be the really interesting part. If every team has different rankings of the five quarterbacks and everyone's like, no, this is the guy, this is the guy. But I uh, I, I am not convinced 
I, I don't imagine that all of these teams are like, wow, five quarterbacks. This is a loaded draft class. No. So uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see who, who uh, makes the move to trade up. I think the Saints are going to be a team uh, to keep an eye on. I think the Seahawks are going to be a team to keep an eye on. And I also want to – that was the third team that was coming out of my mouth was Pittsburgh, although – uh, Mitchell Trubisky signed to a similar contract that Jameis Winston signed to. And I just told you that Jameis Winston's contract is backup money. So Mitchell Trubisky is not going to be long for the job. They're either drafting a quarterback this year, which I don't recommend they do. Uh, I would recommend drafting a quarterback next year. But uh, I, I, although I mean, a quarterback might be available at, at 20, whatever we are. So I don't know. But that's that's interesting. Any other teams or picks? I know Cleveland doesn't have one. Uh, anything yeah, on I, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave that you got? Garrett Wilson, I had going eight to Atlanta. I could just rattle off the rest of the first round. Uh, Chris Olave, I have going eleven to Washington. Uh, Twelve, I have Jordan Davis going to Minnesota. Thirteen, I have Derek Stingley going to Houston. Fourteen, Jermaine Johnson, edge out of Florida State to Baltimore. Fifteen, Drake London to the Eagles. 16, I have Charles Cross going to the Saints, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. Um, the Chargers, I have Devontae Wyatt, uh, DT from Georgia. 18, Eagles, Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa. Uh, 19, the Saints, I have Desmond Ritter. We all know him. Um, mm-hmm. 20, Pittsburgh, I have Zion Johnson. He's a guard out of Boston, Boston College. College. Right. Uh, he's pretty good. I like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, 21. New, what's that? Oh, I, I was agreeing with you. I, I like that big. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, you actually were willing to give us a good player. Oh, yeah. Look at me. Um, <laughs> 21. The Patriots. I've taken the Kobe Dean. Uh, 22. The Packers. I have them taking Jamison Williams. 23. I have, because I'll be damned if I don't continue my streak of mocking wide receivers to the Packers. Uh, 23 Cardinals have taken Andrew Booth Jr. 24. This guy's dropped a lot in a lot of mock drafts. Uh, I've seen him fall to the to the Browns in the second round. I had the Cowboys taking George Karloftis. Uh, oh my gosh, dude! For a second, everybody thought George Karloftis was going third overall. Like, get yeah, real. no, that was weird. Um, 25 <laughs> the Bills. Trent McDuffie. He's one of the corners out of Washington. Um. 26, the Titans, Devin Lloyd out of Utah. 27, Tampa, Kenyon Green. Uh, he's a guard out of Texas A&M. 28, the Packers. I have been taking David Ajabo uh, because his upside is way his upside's way too good. You got to take him there. And this may be a pick for post Aaron Rodgers, but it will be worth it if it pays off. Um, 29, the Chiefs, Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. I love him oh. a lot. Uh, 30, the Chiefs, Kair Elam, uh, corner out of Florida. 31, the Bengals, Trevor Penning. Uh, we just talked about him. And then 32, I, if if the Lions take a quarterback at two, I think they're going to trade out of this spot because some team's going to want to tra- and get that fifth-year option. But I didn't do any trades in this mock draft, so I kept it. Uh, the Lions, and I have them taking Daxton Hill, the safety out of Michigan. Where did you have Sauce Gardner going, by the way? Uh, the Seahawks. All right. I actually think that he's going to be a really good player. And I yeah, was so 
sick and tired of hearing about him heading into that Alabama game. But I was actually really impressed with how well uh, Cincinnati secondary, just in general, was playing coverage. I'm not even trying to single him out because I know that they have another defensive back, Kobe Bryant, who uh, was is supposed to be a, a decent draft prospect. So he'll be a day two pick. Yeah, and they, we know that the day two picks in this draft will be useful. But um, I actually, I, I I'm starting to buy in on the hype of him, and uh, I, in my he should be drafted for sure above Kyle Hamilton just for position priorities mm. if you want to play that game. So. Uh, I, I I will add that as my final draft, mock draft thought is that I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid on Sauce Gardner after hating him all season long because he's all anyone wanted to talk about and talk about Cincinnati football. And now, uh, I don't know. I think I think he's going to be a good pro- – he's he's a big quarterback. He's like – he's over mm-hmm. six feet tall. So, I uh, I don't know. That, that game against Alabama – where Bryce Young just could not. I know that they decided to run the ball a ton because they were putting six men in the box max. Right. So the numbers were good for Alabama to run the football, but still, when they did drop back to pass, Bryce Young was not comfortable because there was not nobody open down the field. So I uh, I'm in on Sars Gardner. Uh, I, I'm typically against group of five teams, uh, group of five players being the best of their position, but. I'll make an exception because he did that in the playoffs. So, Sas Gardner, I'm in. All right. I actually had him going one pick before Kyle Hamilton. Then, then I think that's a good mock shot. I think that's fair. <laughs> I, listen, I agree. But um, let's get to these, uh, these uh, trivia questions. That's right. All right. You want to go first or want me to go first? I'll go first because I'm very excited to tell this or ask this question. <clears throat> we're going we're gonna to start off with some baseball. All righty. There are now four teams, now that the Cleveland Guardians are opening up the checkbooks and will give out unlimited money nowadays, uh, there are now four teams that have never given up more than a $100 million contract. Name them. Um, I'll, I'll take the easy fruit, um, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hmm. I I have a feeling that they're somewhere in there. I will also say um, this is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard, by the way, is that the A's are spending the exact same money now that they did in 1991. Um, When they led the league in salary. Yes, and um, uh, that does not take inflation into account, by the way. So they're actually spending less if you want to use the inflation argument, even though it's the same amount of money, but it's it's less money in today's time. Um, uh, so I'll say I'll say the A's are in there. Uh, they would have said the Guardians would have, but mm, not anymore. Not anymore. No, you guys have graduated, um, which means that we're. I will say, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you one hint. One of these teams is going to be a pretty big surprise i think okay, or not, so not a big surprise but it's gonna be like oh wow i didn't i thought they would have for sure gave them money to somebody well my next team was going to be the orioles um so i have the pirates the a's the orioles um oh, oh man i well we just talked about evan longoria so it can't be the rays but i feel like they don't have anybody 
who's worth Wanda some Franco. gigantic. Oh, did they just? Oh my god! Yeah, I forgot. Remember did that they... criminally low extension? Yeah, but he also signed that extension after like two weeks of Major League Baseball, so that was a little ridiculous on both ends. Um, I, I, I like it for Tampa, but anyway, continue. All right, hundred million dollars. Um, I'll so tell you one sp- thing. One of the teams you picked is wrong. Is, so far. is it Baltimore that was wrong? Yes, I'll give you that. So Who you got they... two. I'll tell you that. Oh, oh, Chris. It was Chris Davis, wasn't it? Yeah. Probably. Uh, well, no, oh, man. I forgot that he existed. All right, so I already got the question wrong, so I'll have to just come up with the fourth. Um, 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 um. Uh, for whatever reason, the White Sox came to my mind, and I don't have a good reason for it, but sure, they haven't had anybody. Well, you know what? They actually have a lot of talent now, but I don't I don't know. Maybe they didn't extend. I don't know if they ever paid Chris Sale big money because he's in Boston now. So uh, whatever, White Sox. So who are your four teams? It was the Pirates, the A's, the Orioles, and the White Sox. Uh, you got three out of four correct. The are you Orioles- sure I got the White Sox right? Yeah, the White Sox is correct. Oh, my that's, gosh. That's the team I thought was going to be a surprise. Well, I mean, it, it kind of was. It, it was. it just – it popped into my head just for whatever, but – It wasn't for I a was, lack of trying because they tried to get Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Oh, oh that, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, uh, okay. The other – the team you miss is the Kansas City Royals. Huh, okay. Man, I was just trying to think of the top of my the uh, the Indians left the cool club or Guardians, I guess, whatever. Um mm-hmm. Okay. So, I've been talking about how uh I've been in a real basketball mood. So, DJ, your job is to okay. name two is to name two players from the 2019 Final 4 Auburn Tigers. Oh Christ! <laughs> uh, Isaac Okoro. Uh, no, he was not on that roster. He was a year later. That's right. Um, I will give a hint. You've seen one of them on your television very recently. Obviously not Jabari Smith. Huh, Auburn, I, I let's see. They played. Who they play? They played Texas Tech in the Final Four. Uh, no, but Texas Tech was in the Final Four. Yeah, I know it was Texas Tech Virginia in the championship game, but so they must have played um, Virginia. Huh, twenty. I thought for sure Isaac Okoro was more than a one-year guy. One and done. Give me, give me two more minutes here. Okay. I just got. Um... Man, oh man. Can you name their head coach just to get the ball rolling? Bruce Pearl. Um, there we go. 
because he's still there. But um, man, yeah, I'm just trying to get get the thoughts going. Yeah, War um, Eagle, Cam Newton, sir, Cadillac Williams, and Ronnie Brown. I don't know. I, I I literally cannot think of one player on that team. Uh, my core on Charles Barkley. Final answer. <laughs> Great answer. And Bo Jackson. Yeah, incorrect. Uh, and Frank Thomas. Um, the one that you've seen very recently was Chuma Okiki. Really? Did you watch the Cavs game last night? Uh, thankfully not. Uh oh well, well he I think he started for the Magic so that was one he, he played for the Magic so that would make sense but yeah uh the other one who made the NBA was Jared Harper, uh who was a small guard plays for the Pelicans right I don't know but I he had I, I'm looking that at sounds the like college. a Pelican you know what we can we can look this up um yeah. I'll get you an yeah. answer. I think he. I don't know why I thought Pelicans. Uh, I know what yeah. he looks like. He is a Pelican. I also just found out today that Joe Ingles and Josh Hart are both on the Trailblazers. Yeah, Josh Hart was part of the CJ McCollum trade. Mm, I see. Okay. All right. So we're both we're tied at zero. We're tied. Which means it's good. It's good. We're asking tough questions. That's how we do it. Correct. All right. We don't want to ask easy questions. The two active leaders for wins by major league managers both currently manage in the American League. Name them. Um. Does Terry Francona still manage your team? Because yes. okay, because he's like off and on because. He's got health issues at the Wazoo. So I'll, yeah, he'll, I'll keep... yeah, he's coaching. He's managing oh. the team this year. I'm not uh, saying he's one of the answers, but he is managing the Guardians this year. All right, Tony LaRusse is obviously one of them. Um, let's see. Terry Francona was the first guy who came to my mind because I know he's been coach. He's been managing for – jeez. I don't, I don't know when he started with Boston, but he was there throughout the mid-2000s. Joe Torrey does not manage anymore, so I can scratch him off the list. Um, no. Who? Man, I'm going to be honest. That is something that I struggle with is who manages this team. So I am – I'm just going to – I'm going to make some quick work out of this one and just say Tony LaRussa and Terry Francona. So I'll give you another guess because I screwed up. I totally okay. forgot that Tony LaRussa was still a manager. One of the person, one of the people. Well, obviously it's Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa is correct. I'm gonna say Francona is correct. Okay. Here's guess. what this. Here's what this sounds like to me. It sounds like Francona's third and Tony Larusa's first. Guess the second. Neither confirm, confirm nor deny. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So. This is the one I think oh, you were going to – Oh, it, oh. oh my gosh. I cannot believe I didn't think of this guy. He's been managing for like 100 years. And uh, he, he, man, he man, did he manage all of last year with like hospital gloves on his hands? Yes. Dusty Baker. Correct. All right. There we go. Correct. Um, 
Man, I, I totally <laughs> forgot LaRusso was coaching. You know who else who I forgot is a manager now? Buck Showalter. He's back. Yeah, with the Mets. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that. I um I know he's really old. I don't know how long he's been managing because I know that he managed the Orioles in like the mid 2010s. Some good Orioles teams, by the way. They had a lot of talent. Like, the 80s. We, he did. Uh, early 90s. Oh, I he mean, won a World Series there. No, no, he didn't win a World Series. No, because he's never won a World Series. But he did. He managed the Yankees, the O's, and I think he managed the Rangers at one point. Huh. Well, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I liked him when he was on TV. So I'm, I like him that he's going back. Okay. Uh, I asked you a hockey question last week. You got it. So let's uh, ask you another one this week see if you got Ooh, it. Oh, baby. So the Winnipeg Jets obviously are an NHL team now, but they used to be back in the day, and then they disappeared. When they disappeared, where did they move to? Who did you, they become? Can you say that? You cut out. Can you say that again? I all yeah, I yeah. Was Winnipeg. Okay, so the Winnipeg Jets are obviously an active NHL team, but Correct. they used to be an active NHL team. Then they went away for a little bit, and then they came back. Which, when they used to be the Winnipeg Jets, where did they move to? Atlanta, right? The Thrashers? That is incorrect. The Thrashers, uh, uh, the Thrashers moved to Winnipeg. Winnipeg moved to Arizona. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. I, uh, I I thought that might be a little bit of a trick question for you. That, that was that. tricky because I knew that Atlanta went to Winnipeg. So I figured yeah. – I just figured it was like, ah, fuck. Probably should have went to Atlanta. Let's just go back to Winnipeg. Let's just forget <laughs> Atlanta ever happened again. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, these these Atlanta people, they like a lot of football. They don't really care about uh, hockey that much. Let's, like, let's bolt out of here. I, I got a college football one for you. All right, all right. Let's see if this, I can I, take on this I'm very interested to see – this guy's like a household name for me. So I'm going to be very interested to see if you get this one. What school did quarterback Armani Edwards attend? I know the name. Um, Armani Edwards. This is a household name for you. So this must be like a like – a, I know that you love the BCS. It's because I love college football. Yeah. Um, I know the name. Um, I don't. I actually have a fourth trivia question for you, by the way, too. All right, I'll I'll, I'll come up with something, and we'll uh, we can do more because obviously we love this. Um, okay, I know the name. Ah, uh, Houston. I don't. I, I. I. The school's escaping me. But when you say it, it's going to jog back some memories. But I, I don't know. I, I, I Houston. I don't know. Okay, so I, uh, I, fa- I pump faked you there during the middle of your question because you were you were getting on the right track to figuring out this answer, and I just you know I hit you with the hezzy hay to get you off that trail. Um, <laughs> when I, when I said he's a household name for me, I meant because of my Ohio State fandom. He was the quarterback at Appalachian State. Huh. Um. When? Oh, when they beat Michigan. Oh, that makes sense now. Okay. That's why it's a household name for me. I see. Around about. Ah, that's a, that's that's a good strategy there. I um. Would you have hmm. a, Would you have guessed Appalachian State? 
No, that that wouldn't have come up. I would. I was thinking like Big East or something back in the day. I. Uh, but I, I, that's that's a good hint. That's a very good hint. Not not an easy hint, but it all makes sense. All right. Um, I'll have to come up with a fourth one. I actually have to pull up the answers to this one just to fact check you. So, uh, since the turn of the century, there have been four NFL teams who started the playoffs as wild cards and then won the Super Bowl. Name two of them. One of them should be – okay, there's one. Another one should be really easy. The Giants? Okay, since let me run through the Super Bowl here. Last year didn't happen this year. Or did it? Uh who won the Super Bowl this year? The Rams. Uh no, they won their division, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No No, no, it has to be the Rams. Because they played the Cardinals, the um Tampa Bay and Green Bay. So the Rams and Giants. No, they played the 49ers. Oh, well, all right. Hey, if that's your answer, that's your answer. Well, either one. Uh, no, wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. Yeah, it has to be. It has, yeah, the Rams absolutely have to be one because they beat Arizona, then they beat Tampa Bay, and then they beat San Francisco. So the Los Angeles Rams, the New York Giants. Um,. No, because the Rams hosted the 49ers in that playoff game. So why would the Rams why would the 49ers have been the division winners? Cuz I thought the Cardinals won the division. Hold on, cuz the Rams played three <laughs> playoff games. Yeah, because Green Bay was the only team that got the bye. Well, hold on, wild card meaning they did not win their division, not that they were playing okay. wild card okay. weekend. Okay. So the Gi- but the Giants for sure. Uh, the, all right, I, I'm not gonna. Be, I, I could be a jerk about this and say which Giants, but I don't even want to do that. But I, I, I think know. they did it both times, to be honest. Uh, no, it was just the first time. Okay. Um, meaning they did not win their division. Okay. Obviously, the Patriots probably never did it that way. I, I don't even know who could have possibly beaten them. No. Nah. Uh, Chad Pennington? Yeah, no way. Yeah, sure. Um, wasn't St. Louis Rams. It wasn't Tampa Bay. It wasn't... I'm, I'm running back to Super Bowl winners now. So we got, we got the Rams, no. Tampa, no. Chiefs, no. Uh, Patriots, no. What the fuck won before the Patriots? The Eagles, no. What? No. One, won the Super Bowl, not played in it. Okay. That, yeah, I'm running through the Super Bowl winners. Eagles, Patriots, Patriots, Denver, Seattle. What the fuck won in 2012? God damn it! Uh, give me give, give me a minute and a half here. Go right ahead. As long as long as it's not dead air, it's it's count. I think right, that yeah, you should no, be no. able to. I'm, I'm I can't remember who won it. Oh, uh, Baltimore won, but they won, probably won the division. Um, 2011 was 
2011 was Green Bay. 2010 was Pittsburgh. Never did it, or did they? Yeah, yeah. It Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh did it the first year with Roethlisberger. I think they played Cincinnati in the wild card game in Cincinnati. No, well, that doesn't make sense. Oh, wait, no, it does, because only the top seed would have a bye. Well, back then, it was the top two. Okay. So, yeah, it theoretically could make sense if it was Pittsburgh. Let's see. Who won in 2005? Um, who the hell won in 2005? No, I'm trying to figure out who won in 2005. I know. Oh, uh, New England. It was New England, New England, New England. <laughs> um, Tampa Bay, New England, St. Louis. No, I had to completely mixed up. I'm going Pittsburgh and New York. You got it, but you missed one of the easiest ones ever, which I thought was actually going to be the first one that you named. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers when the Saints won the division two years ago. I forgot the Saints won the division. I forgot. You know why? Yeah. I shouldn't have forgot because both times the Saints and the Buccaneers met in the regular season. I bet heavy on the Buccaneers, and both times they got their balls kicked in. The second time, they really got him kicked Oh, in. my God. That was disgusting. Sunday <laughs> the night sun, football. Sunday I night football. Two, it was like 38 nothing. Before halftime, like, not a chance they win. <laughs> they might not score. I don't think they did. It, it was but, like um, a monsoon outside, and the Saints were like, we're used to this. You aren't. Jesus. Oh, brother. Um, All right, so here, here are the four. Uh, okay. The 05-06 Steelers. Yeah. The 07-08 Giants, the 10-11 Packers, and the 2020-2021 Buccaneers. The Vikings won the division that year? Uh, Is that the year? Yeah. Was that Maybe the no. Bears. Because, oh, because Caleb Haney had to play the NFC Championship game. That's right. That's right. That's right. They hosted, they, the, Bears, the Bears hosted that game. That's right. I remember that. And Caleb, they almost won. They had a real chance to win. It too. was like, they only lost by like a touchdown. I think it was like 21-14 or something like the that. The difference was a B.J. Raji pick six. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I think Caleb Haney got hurt, too. I think they had to go down to their third stringer. Smoking Joe. Smoking Joe. Uh, smoking Joe Frazier. Smoking Jay Cutler almost made it to the Super Bowl. I guess the Steelers. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm Steelers probably that rolled down. That, that was fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I got my fourth one for you. And the what reason. Was, what was what was your third question? My third question? Didn't I yeah, the one, that, the one that you just asked. We might be tied. What did I just ask? Um, where did I just put my – oh, uh, Armani Edwards. Yeah, all right. So we're tied at one, so we needed this fourth question. Oh, good. This one is designed to be, I think – this one might be hard. All right. Two University of Iowa tight ends have won the Mackey Award, which is the best tight end award. Name them. Oh. All time. All time. Oh, great. So we have one from, like, 1945. Um, I will say there isn't any extreme example like that. Okay. Um, I'll take the easy one. 
Uh, I'll go Noah Fant just because I remember in the mock drafts, everyone was talking about or everyone was talking about how awesome he was. But even though TJ Hawkinson was drafted higher, I think Noah Fant was better, um, at least catching the ball. TJ Hawkinson. I think they're about that even at this point in their careers. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, no coming out just of had to Iowa, be a casualty for Russell Wilson. Yeah, exactly. Um, they said, here, enjoy Drew Locke some more. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm putting Noah Fan on the shelf, not not locking in him as an answer yet, but. Um, okay. A couple of names that come to mind. Um, I think Scott Chandler was his name, I think, played at Iowa. And then this is the. The way out of left field answer. I don't know. I know he played in the NFL, but I don't think he was a high draft pick. I think he was like a fifth round pick. But Anthony Moakai is an option. Is not George Kittle for sure. Um, they have this crazy run. There's got to be some tight ends that I'm just missing. Uh, it's not whoever they had. This is not Matt Laporta. Was Matt Laporta? Matt Laporta. He might be a quarterback. Spence. That was Cleveland Indians first baseman, Matt Laporte. Oh, maybe Spencer Laporte is his name or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's not – Iowa State had a finalist this year. It wasn't – it wasn't uh, anybody they had this year. It was like something Colson. But uh, – by the way, Texas A&M, their tight end, Wiedermeyer, who I think won the Mackey Award this year. Wiedermeyer, he, yeah. He's been having a – Terrible pre-draft process. I don't know. Did if you been... see? Um, because Demarvin Leal's another top prospect from A&M coming out this year. Um, Weidermeyer at Texas A&M Pro Day ran a five-three forty, and uh, Demarvin Leal, big defensive tackle, ran like a five-ten. That's not yeah, good. Uh, no. Um, actually, I think all of the Texas A&M players were terrible at the combine. Yeah, I, I don't know as they usually what. Are. I don't know what happened. Different, Mike Evans. Okay. I'm going to keep Noah Fant, even though I'm kind of nervous because he almost seems a little too obvious, uh, just because this question is meant to be difficult. But maybe it's uh, one easy, one hard. So I'm going to say Noah Fant. And, uh, oh, oh, oh. I'm so glad that I took this long to answer this question. Noah Fant and Dallas Clark. So close. TJ Hawkinson and Dallas Clark. No, no, no. I knew that was going to get you. I knew TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant was going to get you. But uh, everyone was talking about how great Noah Fant was. No, I, do, I, thought... I, I, I do remember that. I remember it was weird that Hawkinson went so high. Yeah. But he's a Gosh. sensational run blocker. Oh, that's such a good I will say, question. If, we go, I... if we go into another overtime, I do have one more question locked and loaded. Oh my gosh, my laptop is running out of charge. I gotta. Oh no. Uh. Oh my gosh. There's there's bad news that's breaking in Cleveland. Uh, what? Jeremiah Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa's brother died in a house fire. Oh man. Um. How? Wait, is it the younger brother? Because the younger brother just picked up an offer from. Uh, not that this is the most important. Oh, it's um. Oh, he's, he's 23. Okay. Um, so it's not the brother I was thinking of, but 
the, they have a brother who is a freshman in high school and is getting a bunch of offers. So that's the only one I thought of. But that's that is a uh, that is awful. That's that's one of the worst Damn. ways to go. Okay, um, it's now being. I, I just looked up his name. It's being investigated as a homicide. So that's. that's oh, good. that's. He was just that, in Ghana. Oh. Jeremiah Usukorma. Oh boy. Um, man, I, yeah, I I'm unprepared. I'm unprepared, and now I'm mentioning <laughs> bad stories, and I'm bringing the vibes down. We got to pick it back up. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at NBA drafts now, so we're <laughs> <laughs> we're all over the place. Um. Okay, this is uh, here's a hard one um, that I'm kind of making up as we go. Uh, with I'll give you within within three, like give or take three picks. The number okay. has to be within three. Um, what overall pick was Rudy Gobert in the 2013 NBA draft? Well, your, he was your definitely window. a second rounder. You get plus or minus three as I okay. go on from my laptop charter. I'm almost positive he was a second rounder. So it's actually like a six pick window because you get plus three or minus right. three. Oh boy. I, for some reason, I think he's a second rounder, but I don't think he was late second round. Donovan Mitchell wishes that he was never drafted. Uh, confirmed. Um, <laughs> was he the first pick in the second round? Why is that coming to my head? Over under three picks. Over under three, or plus or minus three, whatever you want to. Tell me you want to think about it. All the same. Because right. now it's in my head that he was the first pick in the second round, which would have been thirty-one. Thirty. No, why did you have to change your pick, dude? It was 27, so you got it right. Uh-huh. I thought for sure he was a second rounder. I can't believe he changed it. You were dead set on that, too. You're going to miss it by one, and I was going to be thrilled. A little part of me held out hope that – or not held out hope, but thought he may have been a first <laughs> rounder. So that's why I went 30. But, like, I was willing to die if I had to pick on the dot 31. I was willing to die on 31. Ah, I wish you did. God (laughs) darn it, man. Let me ask you this other question just because I have it ready. All right. Uh, This team has the worst New Year's Six Bowl record. So New Year's Six is the playoff era. Um, And the Fiesta, the Rose, and the Peach Bowl. Well, Notre Dame's lost two of those. Let me think about the Peach Bowl. It's not Notre Dame because I asked you Notre Dame. I asked you Notre Dame suffering questions last year or uh, last time. <laughs> well, I just thought that you forgot how much you were hating on Notre Dame last, last week. Listen, our um, Notre, I, I hate I hate none on our Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, wait a minute. I might um I might have this one. 
because they Ooh. make the playoffs every year and they always get trounced. I'm going to say uh, Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's played in every one of these games, but it's not Oklahoma. Wait, uh, can you repeat the bowl game, the Fiesta? Uh, well, okay. Oklahoma hasn't lost the Fiesta Bowl, so that's on me. Uh, but they have – so you said not it's a, the yeah. Peach? Fiesta, Rose, and Peach. Now, has Michigan State won or played in a Rose Bowl? I don't think so. But the for whatever reason, that game against Baylor is the first game that came to I will mind. Say, right? I will say it could include a playoff game. Just because it's it's all New Year's Six, so it could include the playoffs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I that's uh, all fair. Um, man, remember that Baylor Michigan State game with the the Baylor kicker just got or the Michigan State kicker got completely blindsided. That was the Sean Oakman game. Yes, it the that that meme went viral. That poor guy. And, uh, yeah, his uh, his career didn't exactly work out, but no, he got screwed. Yeah, didn't he get exonerated for that after the fact? And then it was like yeah. too late. He was like four years at, removed. Yeah, it was, it was. He was bouncing around in the CFL, so his career never really took off. He was supposed to be a first round draft pick too. Oh um, yeah, I'm looking him up now. All right, the Rose Bowl should be easy. Um, now, oh, now you said could include the playoffs. Makes me think does include could. playoffs, but I got to think about this one. Because I was just clarifying that because New Year's what? Six and playoffs sound different, but the New Year the playoff is technically part of the New Year's Six. All right, Peach Bowl losers. Um, Notre Dame was one of them, uh, but you already clarified it's not them, thankfully. Um, uh, Rose Bowl losers, Wisconsin, who I I don't know if they've ever made any other game, but. Uh, Actually, they probably did when when they went like twelve and one or whatever year that was. Um, oh, so Wisconsin's an option, but would have Wisconsin played in the Fiesta Bowl? Um, ooh, Washington played in a Fiesta Bowl. Excuse me. They played in a Rose Bowl. I think the Peach Bowl was the playoff against Alabama. I'm gonna go with the Huskies. It is the Huskies. All right, that was a uh, that was a, a, a you had some. That's why some, that's why I said playoff because Washington. You asked some tough questions. I and I they were appropriately tough, not ridiculously tough. I like it, and I man Noah Fant and DJ Hawkinson. Ah. I knew that was gonna get you. I knew that was gonna get you. And it took it took me like three minutes to come up with Dallas Clark. Yeah, I was surprised was, you didn't come up with him quickly. Uh, well, I knew that I was missing names. But um, I knew there was – because didn't Dicta play at Iowa? I thought he played at Pitt. Yeah, that's right. Or, Iowa. or Penn – did he play at Penn State or did he play at Pitt? He's a – I think Pitt. I think Pitt, too, I think. Mike Dicta. He played at – the University of Pittsburgh. There we go. First Iowa. I always had some really good players. It's funny that we all know Dick as like the coach who's kind of like a mascot, but he was actually a right. Hall of Fame player. He's practically the Chicago Bears mascot. That's how I see him. Yeah. <laughs> he just screams Chicago. He screams like he should. He like he would have been casted on like SNL, like the super fans. 
you know that skit. Yeah, that's he. He he was born for that role. Man, all right, this was a great round of trivia to end the podcast. I think it's um, I think we're tied three to three now in the standings. Yup. So this is a good competition with smart people. I like to think. Uh, man, that was a. And uh, now I'm never going to forget that T.J. Hawkinson won a Mackey Award. That's um, right. And uh, I can only hope that maybe this year they'll actually nominate Michael Mayer. Mm. And right is right. Ah, I, need a, I need a big performance week one to kick off the campaign. Oh, yeah, well, you're not going to get that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's awkward. I'm sorry. You yeah, got two I, running backs playing linebacker this year. You better saddle up. <laughs> hey, all I know is is that if Notre Dame wins, if Notre Dame wins, you're going to come on the podcast the next week and say, you know what? I'm not even that upset. I no, because our Notre Dame fighting Irish pulled yeah, out a big road. I, I even wore my Notre Dame hoodie yeah. on Monday because I was kind of I was kind of okay with it. That's what yeah, you were saying. It's like, it's like, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought it was. Ohio Listen, State fans game, are annoying anyway. Week one games no longer matter. It just matters what you do at the end of the season. Yeah, because people are living in the moment. And get I do have, too... have an announcement. Um, for the first time in history, I have bet I've officially bet on Ohio State to win the national championship game. Oh boy, what are the odds? My confidence level is not as high as I was with Georgia last year, but it's very high. Uh, plus five fifty. Wait, did you bet Georgia win the championship last year? I bet Georgia and the Rams preseason. Would you? You did? What were the odds on them? Georgia was plus seven fifty. I want to say. Wow. And the Rams were ten to one. Okay, how many losers did you have, or did you just so happen to only just do... those two? Now I see why your bankroll is as high as it is this as this. No, I've been good. I've been I've been hitting the ice hard too. I've been I've been get, I've been picking out some overs in hockey. I've been I've been on a roll here. Yeah, they're uh, they're scoring a lot more goals in, on the ice than they have in recent years. Haven't oh they? yeah. The, the the game's changing. They're picking up a little bit. For my Blackhawks, nothing's changed. They still suck. <laughs> All I know they didn't is, trade Patrick Kane, though, so that's a positive. Yeah, uh, I didn't even know that was on the table. I, there was yeah. a rumor going around that Colorado was trying to trade for him. Well, then that would make them just the greatest team ever because all I hear about Seriously. Colorado is how they're, you know, even you know Nate McKinnon breaks his hand in a fight, which I don't know why anybody on that team is letting Let's him pop do into that. those NHL standings before we get out of here. Yeah, I know. Um, the Blue Jackets are not making the playoffs, and the Blue they, they tried. They they're on like a big losing streak, but they were they were making an honest fight for the wild card. Yes, they were. They, well, they started off the season incredibly hot, despite the fact back. that they had. Well, I mean, you say that like it's like ah, they got time. I mean, no, 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 no. the yeah, season's no, almost not. over, but sure. You know who has the worst record in the league? Montreal, the team that was in the Stanley Cup last year. I forgot that they were in the Stanley Cup last year. Uh, so did Montreal. Wow. <laughs> they got quickly disposed of. How are they worse than Arizona? 
Arizona is very bad as well. They're they are tied like, with the Kraken for the second worst record. How are the Kraken this bad? Because the Golden Knights <laughs> had the exact same system. Well, they don't have the same league. exact same players, you see. I, well, I, I do see that, but they had the same pool to pick from. Vegas is only um, – is it? Yeah, it's to the top two wildcard spots. Vegas, the wildcard spot uh, in the West is tight. It's Nashville and Dallas currently have it. Nashville's got 84 points, and Dallas has 83. Right behind them is Vegas with 82 points. Winnipeg's got 76. Vancouver's sitting at 74. So there is – that's going to be tight. Man, I um, – that's a, that's a weird playoff system to me, how they have um, – what's it? They have, they have two divisions within each conference. And they right. have, is it the oh wait is it the top two from each division? Top three. Oh, it's top three. Yeah, then two wild card spots. Okay, all right, that changes it a little bit. I thought it was just the top two, but now the top three we got in the Metropolitan, we got Carolina, the Rangers, and Pittsburgh. Uh, the Atlantic is Florida, Toronto, and Tampa Bay. Florida is awesome. Um. I've been watching a little bit of them. In the West, in the Central, we got Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis. And the Pacific is Calgary, Edmonton, and Los Angeles. The East has cooler, much cooler names, division names, I'll say. Metropolitan and Atlantic is cool. Yes. Then Pacific and what's the other one? Central. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. The Blues playing that division. The uh, Man, I, uh, I want to do better. Uh, when it comes to playoff hockey, I've... Give the Tim Tebow speech. Yeah, um, you will not see anybody uh, watch more playoff hockey than... Well, th- this is a giant lie, so I'm completely disrespecting <laughs> Tim Tebow, who won the championship promise. that year and made you know, the promise. That all came true, so he delivered on his promise. But you will not see anybody put more time in watching playoff hockey than you will see me the rest of this season. You will not see anybody push his friends to watch more playoff hockey. Then I will the rest of the season. God bless. I I really wish Tim Tebow played in the era of social media because I don't think he would be a. Everyone would hate him. It would be so funny just to get instant reactions to this. Do you all really the, me- I, all the memes? I all the memes that would have came from this speech. Ooh, baby. Uh, do you I really just pitch- think that Tim Tebow was only cool because he was a religious player? Uh, I know that you've said that before on this podcast multiple years ago. It helps greatly. I don't think that was... At the time it did because the media was pushing the hell out of it. uh, Fair, which they would never do nowadays because they would not... not, They want nothing to do with... But I feel like we're more in tune to just tell the pushing the, like, Christian or conservative... Conservative, Christian or Catholic or whatever the hell Tim Tebow is, um, narrative, and people are more prone to just telling them to shut up. Yeah, I that would never fly nowadays. Without going to say something, oh, I, I I was just imagining the memes that would have flown if this speech happened today. I'm just, I'm picturing now somebody posts the um posts the speech, the uh, transcript of the speech, and in the middle of it. I'm reading. And there's a deep drive into left field by Castellanos. Uh huh. Tim Tebow. He, that was uh, wild. Is that the year they won the championship? 
yes. Which Greatest is why back in SEC history says fanbuzz.com. Which he is. Uh, um, the other option, no, don't you dare give me a one and done like Joe Burrow or Cam Newton. Especially I mean, since Cam Newton was a one and done at Auburn because Tim Tebow beat him out. Well, I mean, I'm not, trying to do the, I'm not trying to do the Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams argument here, but I think I am accidentally doing that. But, I mean, come on. Like, one season, one. Versus Tim Tebow, who won a championship, although, yes, I get it, but those two also did. If you put, let me say, if you put Cam Newton and or Joe Burrow on that Florida team, they probably break every record. And it's still standing today because that team was freaking loaded. So was that. Now LSU you can make the team? argument that so was LSU. But I think that that points more towards Cam Newton because he drug, he may as well just drug you and me to the championship. That is the best argument for any of this. Is that That's Cam true. I, I would say Cam Newton would be the best. Cam Newton's teammates were not as good as Joe Burrow's or. Let, let, let me rephrase this. Let me rephrase this because this goes back to my greatest of all time versus best of all time when it comes to LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Tim Tebow is the greatest SEC quarterback of all time. Cam Newton or Joe Burrow are the best SEC quarterbacks of all time. That's fair. Um, I, now i got to go back and watch Tim Tebow. I just think Tim Tebow was such an odd – like he was just such an unguardable player at that time. Well, that's why I think that aside from the media actually welcoming his religious opinions opposed to how that would be covered now, I also think just because he was a he's a bowling ball, it's not like – Oh, he's he a just, moose. If he just stood back there and, and he uh, just was dicing up defenses and stuff, I don't think Tim Silo would have had the allure that he had. I think it was that he was – He was a house. He was a linebacker playing quarterback, and he was going to run you over. And he had, he had the Florida State end zone was just painted all over his face that one game where he's waving a towel. I, I I think that he's just like Mr. Gritty, and I I think he tries to be Mr. Perfect. That's his problem. Yeah, and he's, I. Don't oh, me, I don't okay. hate Tim Tebow. I just – some of the things he does just irk me. No, I get it. And once I found out how much money it costs for him to come speak at these places, I was like, okay, that that doesn't look – that's not a good look for him. But How much does it cost? Oh, like 50000 for him to come yeah. speak at your event. I mean, he's a pretty big big I, I would – who is the most – is he the most famous college football player, just not basing off his college football career? Uh, or football well, career in general? So you mean if you just – this is my – Or did, maybe Johnny Manziel. Pardon my sexism, but my, uh, uh, my, my, uh, my barometer for this is if you just walk up to a random girl and say, have you heard of this person before, that's the uh, – and just just walk up to one of your classmates and say, "Have you heard of Tim yes. Tebow before?" I think a lot of them are saying yes. If I say, "Have you heard of?" Oh gosh, who is uh, 
I'm just trying to come up with a name. Because I, I, I think it would have heard of Cam Newton, too, but to a lesser degree. No, I don't think so, because he's more known for his football. He didn't really – he did stuff, like, off the field that was, like, weird, that put him in the national spotlight. Like, when he oh, uh, made that dressing comment. weird? That, and when he made that comment to that female reporter. Uh, I, I don't think that was I, a big deal outside of the sports world, though. I don't think a lot of that's, people that's were – That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like he made he's made the news outside off the field, but it didn't really leave the sports bubble. Oh, all right, that's fair. I think Johnny Menzel. I think people would be like, I think I heard of him ten years ago. Um, right, that'd be fair. Is there like if I, if I if I walked up to a random girl that like at Ohio State and said, "Have you heard of Kirk Cousins?" I don't think they're saying yes, unless they watch sports. Unless they're football fan. Yeah, because you, you don't or, know who Kirk Cousins is. Yeah, like. If I said even even Denard, there's absolutely no, no. shot for as yeah, a guy as, on the cover of the football game. Yeah, for <laughs> for as much of a as a college star as he was, there was no shot that the average girl walking around Ohio State's campus has ever heard of Denard Robinson. Or or I shouldn't say ever heard. Like if I just sh- just shouted his name and said Denard Robinson, they'd be like, what? Like, but if I said Tim Tebow, they'd be like. I know who that I think is. I have the I... answer. I just right. arrived at the answer. Wait, Wait hold on. Johnson. Oh, most famous. Okay, most famous college football player. Most famous college football player that people know who he outside is outside of, of the college football outside of his football career. But here's here's the problem with that. I don't think a lot of people even know that he played college football at Miami. So I don't. I don't. Even but that's know the he, thing. We're not if. If we're hypothetically doing this, we're not going like, hey, who is this college football player? Uh, okay, well, I agree, but not, I feel like he's in a different category, not because he's just otherworldly famous, but I don't even think people even at any point associate him with college football. Like no. Tim Tebow, at least, for you know, as much of a media right. circus that he generates, that still originated from his, his football brand. career. His brand was his college Cam, Cam Newton is a fashionista and all that stuff, but it's, uh, people all think of him as a football player. I'm right. saying I don't even think that people – I don't think a lot of people even understand that Dwayne Johnson has ever had any affiliation with college football. How about Pat McAfee? That's an interesting one. That's a, that's a great one, especially with his recent I mean, performance at WrestleMania. I mean, that taking down Austin Theory. Yeah, and getting stunned. Yeah, I um, he's he's really awesome. rising up the ranks of um. No, he I'll is a what, megastar. I, I think I, I think that the average girl at Ohio State may have heard of him because well, first of all, his show's really famous, but also he was affiliated with Barstool in yeah. recent history, and I think that brand alone really he elevates him. He came to Ohio State at a Barstool event. I met him. Really, I I didn't know that. Um, it was the Oklahoma game. Okay, all right. Let's so let's let's weigh all of these guys because one of these guys falls into the category that I'm talking. Not not Dwayne Johnson. One of these guys falls into the category that I'm talking about. However, his career was significantly worse than everybody else. So let's measure. It. Now, all right, Tim Tebow, I think is going to be number one. Honestly, right. at this point, I think Johnny Manziel may be slipping down the ranks because I think yeah. with every year that goes by, he's like, he, he's done. He's old news. But where does Kirk Herbstreit fall into all of this? Ooh, 
because uh, he, he would, he's become he would fall under the same umbrella that uh, uh, Cam Newton would because he doesn't really leave the sports bubble. Right, but I think that he's so much the face of college football where now any you have just if you've accidentally watched a football game, I think you might recognize Kirk Herbstreit, and his name is so distinct that like like again, Denard Robinson could be anybody. That's not that's not a very unique name, but like a Tim Tebow or Kirk Herbstreit, that's a, that's a name that like stands out. With the, I think that also yeah. plays into it. So I think Kirk Herbstreit. Oh, um... Ronald Reagan. Gerald Ford. And Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan played football too? Yeah, it's some small-ass college. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone knows that he did that, though. Gerald Ford at least Gerald Ford at least played at Michigan. Yeah. I feel Kevin like that's G- a pretty – that's a pretty Ke- – like, people know that one. Kevin James played at Pitt. Oh, I got it. Bill Cosby. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously. A lot of people know that he played football at Temple. He did, yeah. So he was a random that's, guy. Yeah, that's he's also not even a free a, man. Uh, he, he's trying to launch a new comp. Uh, hold on, here we go. OJ Simpson. That might be number one. I'm Ooh, yeah. I'm 100% serious. OJ Simpson yeah, might be more famous than Tim Tebow. Football. Yeah. Janet, uh, OJ, Steve Austin played football, but he no one knows that. Yeah, Roman Reigns played at Georgia Tech. Um, he, played, he played at Georgia Tech with Calvin Johnson, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, Terry Crews played football somewhere. Yeah, uh, he played at the NFL is where he played. But he also played, yeah, he also played college football. I was actually um, very disturbed when he appeared in the Celebrity All-Star game, the uh, Celebrity Softball game, I should say. Uh, I want to specify which sport. Right. And he came up to bat – he came up to bat, and the announcers introduced him as former NFL player. They didn't. They, it's almost like they didn't even know that he was an actor. Yeah, yeah. See, so we got Ronald Reagan, Stone Cold. Uh, Stone Cold played at North Texas. All right, I, I'm kicking these guys off of our list because I don't think enough people know that they played college football to begin with. Right, I'm just going down this list. Uh, Channing right. Tatum. Uh, okay. No one knows that. No one knows I, that. Well, where did he go? Um, Glenville State College. Okay, nope, nope. Yep, no. Nope. Uh, Terry Crews, Dean Kane, but played at I'm Princeton. I'm not even sure that I know who that is. Played Superman. Oh, um, I, I don't think enough people even affiliate him with college football at any level, so no. Played at, played at Princeton. Um, Phil Robertson, the guy from Duck Dynasty. I, I think he counts because they actually – Made it a point in that show to make it known that he was uh, he'd be he was there with, with Terry Bradshaw. He well, he, he's on the list, but he's low. I think right, at yeah, this point. honorable. He would be an honorable mention because he's not very world famous at this point in his career. No, uh, Mr. T. Oh, where did do not do people know that he played football? No, no, he tried out for the Packers. Yeah, so did Ed, Ed O'Neill also tried out for the Steelers, but played at Youngstown yeah. State. We don't count him either. Josh Dumel. Who? Josh Dumel. Who? Yeah, it was in Transformers. Oh, uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carl hey. Weathers. Oh, I, that name sounds familiar. But oh, I you, even... come on. 
You're going to say that. No, it sounds like. Oh, that's, yeah. Where did he play? Chubbs and Happy Gilmore? No, where did he he play at? Doesn't say. Okay. I think to qualify for for this, I think people have to at least think of your football career when they think. They can think of. Wait, what? Where did he play? Yeah, Tulsa. Linebacker. Oh my! What? Okay. He was on, here's a here's a brutal dig at him. He was on the field during the team's worst loss ever to the University of Houston, where the Golden Hurricanes lost one hundred to six. Oh, um, Andre. That must have been the Andre Ware years, dude. Must those have been. Houston, those Houston teams back then, when they they were running the most ridiculously high paced. Uh, offense ever. They were right. putting up like 84 a game. Yeah, they were. Burt Reynolds, I forgot about him. Oh, he's a he's a good one. I don't know North if State. I don't know if enough people know because yeah. some because sports people know that because I think he I think he roomed with Lee Corso in college. I think that's how I know that. Right. But, but I don't think just the average person has any idea that he played football. I knew this one. The common person wouldn't. Uh, Bill Goldberg played at Georgia. That's a big school, but I don't think enough people know that. No. Nah. Yeah, no, nah, because he, he's mostly known in the wrestling, wrestling world. John Wayne. Again, I'm USC. not sure if enough. Again, big school. I don't know if enough people even know that yeah. he played. John Goodman. Really? He's a St. Louis guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Missouri State University. Oh, get out of here. Um, Dwight D. Eisenhower at Where? Army. Oh, gosh. Now we're getting to the... Oh. John Belushi. That's, wait, that's a huge name. Where, Where on earth? Western Illinois. Oh, the... Oh, no, the, he uh, turned down the scholarship. Oh, the, the Leathernecks. What a hero. Ed O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Young Ohio. State. Oh, Will Ferrell. My bad. No, he did not play at USC. Stop it. It turns out he was also a football. Oh, this this is including high school. This is ridiculous. No, 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 no. He was a kicker on his high school team. No. Where did he play? Washington. Won a Rose Bowl ring. He was a oh, he's a walk on. He has a Rose Bowl ring. Suge Knight. Uh, he's in jail. Certainly in jail. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what I think, the people I think that qualify who are, uh, I look, man, I, I actually think that you're onto something with Bill Cosby. I think Bill Cosby qualifies because I think enough people know that he played at Temple. Like yeah. that, there are a few made, people on this list who would, um, Channing Tatum is so famous that I think that. Nah, no one knows his football career. Yeah, I I don't think Dwayne would. Um, certainly not Will Ferrell's high school kicking career. Certainly, but I think Tim Tebow, Bill Cosby, and O.J. Simpson might be our top, not necessarily in that order, but the top three most famous people. Well, now we got to figure out how do we got how do we how do we make this title. Because we can't say the most pa- famous people who played college football because that's the list that you just gave right. me. I don't even – we got we to gotta make it so specific. The top um, 
the most famous people who people are actually aware of played college football. Like the Correct. general public is actually aware that this guy played college football. The most fa- the most famous people who um, the public is aware of their college football career. Yes, Co- common knowledge that they played college football. Yes. I okay. OJ. Right, OJ so, is number one. So, OJ. OJ is number one. Well, mm, well, OJ is number one. Everyone knows who Bill Cosby is. We got to rank these two now. Some girl well, from my hometown, I was scrolling through Facebook, took a picture with OJ Simpson the other week. Oh, I was oh like, boy. okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Dude, did, did you hear about the prank that somebody pulled? They had a, uh, they had, like, people were breaking into his hotel yeah, room. Yeah, I saw that. I, I said TikTok. And they broke into his hotel room and the um, while he was sleeping. And they had someone who was like a spitting image of Nicole Brown lead the way. So it looked like Nicole. So they were trying to confuse him as he was asleep and waking up that Nicole was like coming back from the dead. What a dangerous game to play for a few clicks. Seriously. But um, well, now I think Bill Cosby is more famous than OJ Simpson. However, I think OJ Simpson's football career is way more famous than Bill Cosby. So now, like, how did those two go at each other? Uh, I don't think Bill Cosby is as famous as O.J. Simpson. I think O.J. Simpson blows him out of the water. Dude, The Cosby Show was one of the most famous shows in the history of The Cosby Show is very funny. Yes, it is. But O.J. Simpson shocked the world. Well, okay. I I might give in on this one because I think O.J. Simpson might have a little bit of you know where you were in that moment type thing. You know how many things stopped the world back then? War, the Challenger, and OJ Simpson. The Challenger, like the uh, the space shuttle. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, I'll give it. That's on a that big one. thing. Yeah. This is a man. This has to be a poll of some sort. Um. <laughs> That's very, this, but it is absolutely OJ Simpson and Bill Cosby one two. All right, I uh, yeah, and then Tim Tebow's third, and then I think Dwayne, I think The Rock would be in the top five though. I think people, a lot of people do know he played for Miami, but do non-sports fans know? I think people like I think somebody would have heard that. Like, oh yeah, he played football. Well, somebody would have heard it, but I just don't know. I think that's a. People who like, whenever I try to flex that that on people, they're like, "Oh yeah, I knew that. I play, play, play football. He played college football." Um, and most of my friends have, are not as big into sports as I am. Yeah, I. But I just think that people who show up, again, my my barometer is go ask any like. Any female just at complete random, where did Dwayne Johnson play college football? I'm not even sure they know that. Now, I think his, no, I think his wrestling career, despite the fact that he's become oh, yeah. an actor, I think, I think, so, I think someone who has some random, again, just, I don't know, go through the phone book, pick a random woman who has never watched WWE before in her life. I think she still knows that the rock was a wrestler i don't right. think she knows that the rock was playing defensive tackle behind warren Sapp. the the thing is that if the rock if people knew about the rock's college football career like in the same way they remember bill cosby's career 
The Rock would be far and away number one. Like, it wouldn't even be close. So, And I think even though it's not as common known that he played at Miami, I think, I think that is – it's not well known, but I think it's more than enough to put him in, like, in the rankings. Hmm. It also factors in that he is far and away the most famous person to ever play college football. Well, that people know of. Well, now, okay, here, The Rock versus O.J. If you want to put The Rock in this conversation, I think he's above O.J. Oh, easily. It's not even close. Right. The Rock is a worldwide megastar. Uh-huh. O.J. Simpson is not a megastar at this point in his life, but he was. For Oh, well, I mean, he's, he's trying to return to stardom. It's only Listen, a matter of time I, I, before he's on Dancing with the Stars. And I am still not ashamed to say I love his Twitter. I love his Twitter, too, but I love it in I, – I know what I'm getting I love the absurdity into. around it. Oh, and all the hypocrisy of how, um, you know, he's saying Will Smith needs to get it together or whatever. Yeah, there's no way to treat a woman. But um, <laughs> um, he maintains his innocence. I wish that he would I, just I, the, admit it. The, just, the thing about why I like OJ Simpson's Twitter account is because it's like I'm really this is just OJ Simpson. This is this is murderer OJ Simpson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not former Buffalo Bills running back. I, I, look, he NFL has Hall of Famer. Yes, still retired uh, I, in Buffalo's Park. <laughs> yes. Uh, Did I tell you they actually? So when Buffalo moved stadiums after O.J. Simpson got his number retired and they built a new stadium since then and they re-put up O.J. Simpson's number. Well, they're about to have their second chance because he's uh, they're about to move stadiums again, or at least they're trying to. Are they? Yeah, they've been trying to. They've been. I don't know why, but the ownership group is like really fed up with the city or whatever because they're they've been trying to get a new stadium. They've threatened to move to Toronto and all this stuff. So Buffalo's looking for a new state, which I don't know how uh, like how bad a football stadium could possibly be. Although, um, I thought Will he went to the game this year. I'm going to say our guy Will Sefik, who uh, we have not heard from in a while, but um, I saw him. All right, well half of us have, but. He uh, he did. We'll have to ask him about what's going on with the UFC. Any good any good matches in the UFC lately? I've been so off the UFC. I don't know why. I I got to get back into it. I got to find a way to get back into it. The last the last fight I watched was when Conor McGregor broke his leg. <sighs> that well, that was a long time ago, and that was disgusting. I think it was last year. Hmm. I was I was in Bowling Green when I was there, so it was definitely within the last year. Wow, uh, man, this I didn't even know how fascinating of a debate topic OJ Simpson versus uh, whoever Bill Cosby. Was, Bill Cosby. Just clip that, that was how fascinating of a debate we had between OJ Simpson and Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. No, no. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, man. All right. Uh, we're gonna well, we've been going two and a half hours, so we probably just rambled into nonsense. Uh, yeah, we, we did. But 
I, uh, I'm, I'm happy for it. All right. Um, I remember our one last thing was going to be hockey standings like an hour ago. Yeah, pretty much. Um, next week, baseball starting and NBA playoffs. One w- good. Yeah, one week closer to the NBA. Uh, to, well, we will be also one week closer to the NBA draft, but also more importantly, one week closer to the NFL draft. Mm. Um, so we'll be doing that. We'll be the NBA playoffs. We'll be getting going. So we'll have the play-in games. Uh, so we'll be talking about the Cavs. The Cavs are going to have a huge game coming up, and it might be against Brooklyn. So that'll be. Wouldn't care for wild, it. Wildly, you will be. I wouldn't care for it. Oh, I thought you said I'll be there for it, as in like you'll oh, no. be attending the game. Listen, if Kyrie Irving hits a dagger in my face, I'm going to cry. <laughs> uh, we also learned today that uh, uh, DJ's laying down over 350. So we'll. Uh, that was a one-time thing. That was all the money. All the money I made during March Madness went into that game. Oh, that 350 okay. is just what I bet on the spread. Well. You know what? Your uh, your units are increasing. They might be going up again. All right. Uh, football next week. Football uh, mock drafts. Uh, if anything comes up. Uh, also, we're going to be welcoming back baseball into our lives, and we'll be talking you. about that and probably a whole lot of more. Um, and also, of course, trivia. The standings are tied three to three. Oh yeah. And we're going to split that tie next week. We'll see you there. Everybody, take care. Peace.